Don't you always go last? Yeah, I gotta follow behind you guys so I can stare at your butts. What the f*** is going on down there? Hello, welcome to WTF for TFW. It's episode 384, and my name is Chris Vangelis, Mind Freak, and I'm hosting today. I'm joined by Aaron, who's having some Comcasting going on over there. A lot of Comcasting going on. You Comcasted during that intro there. It went... And the, uh, yeah, I stopped talking, and then, and there then was, it caught on. There was about a three-second <laughs> pause, and then you continued. So I'm just going to lay out right here. If... If Aaron seems a little disjointed and, and a little bit awkward compared to the rest of our candor, it's because Comcast is Comcasting his internet so hard, his first speed test was like 25% of his third speed test, because apparently using speed test over and over makes them open your pipe a bit more. And I think that's insane. One, one thousand, mm-hmm. two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand, five, one thousand. Unless you already said, mm-hmm. actually said mm-hmm, okay. a while back. Never mind. Hi. Uh, also, we're joined. <laughs> I was going to let you keep counting. See, see if you could get to six or wow, seven without Aaron's pulling on like the other 30, hand off the keyboard. Thirty second lag. I can't believe. It. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by TJ Omega. Hello. I hope I am not lagging like that. No, your internet generally seems to play nice. Like uh, I don't know what it is about, you know, the Indiana Comcast versus like whatever the internet is in your state i like i'm guessing that they, they use like live animal parts or something for the the wires yeah. Or, uh yeah it, yeah it's actually old cat gut that they line the poles with yeah it's I mean, really well keeps the connectivity up wait you you guys got cat gut <laughs> you got cat dude, gut fi <laughs> dude my area is in the cat gut test region Yo, they closed down so many music programs at so many schools they got to use all those violin strings for something am i right Oh, near and dear to my heart. I have backstory on that. I'll share it someday, uh, but not now because we're going to talk about some Transformers. This is a laid back episode. You know, we didn't actually record last week, so last week's recording is now on Tuesday, December the uh, first. Uh, but you know what? The, the big news happened, and it, it's kind of just percolated happily, and I don't think anything else really popped up to to cut it off. So that'll probably happen tomorrow morning. But the big news is on November 20, all the news sites got to drop some fresh image reveals, which someone took pictures of a monitor of like two days before, and they kind of trickled out at like hilarious, uh, squidgy little like thumb-sized fuzzy pictures. But anyway, we got the real pictures now. Um, and there's, there's a bunch of stuff in here. Let's talk about the exciting bit first, like 500 pictures of R.I.D. Minicons for next year. Uh... The main thing to take out of this uh, for me is that they're doing like Cyberverse Commander style figures of uh, Optimus, Bumblebee, Sideswipe, and Grimlock that are going to have like clear armor parts for themselves that you can then combine into a big like Energon weapon for them. And I think that seems kind of cool. And then they also come with a minicon. I don't understand precisely how the minicons interact with them. Um, But as far as like launcher figures, there's going to be like a new Autobot. uh, I I think he's Autobot. Um, 
who's got oh no he's a decepticon look at that uh it, it's a tank yeah, it's a decepticon a tank mohawk man that shoots spheres and then this is actually kind of cool sports car that just turns into a big crazy quadruped that vomits spear uh spheres out and uh spheres are the new minicon flavor that might be a frog is it a frog um it's frog maybe ish it's it's very lizardy i'm just sticking with quadruped for now <laughs> Uh, he, well, he frogs have four legs. He he is definitely he's not wrong. He's he's victimized the most by the gimmick since it's his mouth. But that also like he seems to be embracing it the most. I really like the idea of a like a really cool sports car turning into a freaky like frog thing. And I sort of hope that a non-launcher figure of whoever this is comes out at some point. Um, but uh, TJ. Have you got any thoughts on on the very minicon focus of RID next year? <laughs> um, I'm enjoying it so far. I I do like that there is some extra variety besides disc and torpedo. And yeah, for the most part, the ones that turn into these little spheres, these Bakugan looking things, actually appeal to me the most. Well, they they seem to suffer the least in many cases. Like a lot of the the bipeds have got. You know, a very solid-looking silhouette, and then some of them have got elbows, even. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's the armor ones that looks so much better. Like that's the that's some really cool just design work on them. Yeah. Um. And you know, it's it's Cyberverse Commander, which is a a style that I personally really enjoy. On you know, on the, on the cheaper end of Transformers and uh, armor that turns into a thing sounds fun. Like I don't know if I'm gonna rush out and pick these up or anything but they look like the kind of thing that will probably be kicking around at like a black friday sale that that could be a real fun pickup um aaron what about your thoughts on the rid side of the november 20 front page item uh i was actually kind of surprised that these are still going because i just for my what we got this week finally saw wave two mm. of the RID of the the mini cons and so it was something that i kind of thought was sadly a one and done or like we'll get out what's been seen and then we see a whole new set of like two waves for next year at least of the the mini cons plus in the the cyberverse commander style ones and it's like okay we'll keep going even though they basically just announced that the show's gonna be wrapping up here soon but yeah let's keep going it's gonna be a hard push i I, i'm in with the theory i saw that like, you know, this year they had mini cons and they had one steps, uh, you know, uh, those those taller figures that are also like three step figures and whatnot. Um, I'm in with the theory mm-hmm. that it looks like they are taking all of that stuff and just going, all right, we're going to streamline the kitty kid side of this into mini cons. So there's going to be warrior class yeah. and mini cons. And that's it. And I, I think that's a cool idea. I'm. I'm not as into the minicons as some other folks I know, and I mean, I'm saying this knowing there are plenty of older fans who are super not into the minicons, but uh, I tried them out. They're kind of neat. I don't feel like I need to pursue them, but I'm I'm glad that they're still happening because they're, they're quite creative. I can see it being, you know, leaving the the R.I.D., the, the couple small sizes, the, the minicons and the, the um, commanders or whatever. Um, or not the commanders. What's the deluxe, but an R.I.D.? Warrior. Warrior, that's the name. Thank you. Um, see those for the the intro crowd, and then letting it go to the 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 Titan Wars now as the uh, or Titans Return as the 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 teen ish and 
you know, really hit the collectors in that area as the the more expensive price points, not just for like what are the the economy levels, but just it's a whole lot easier to just like throw together something little and fun and playable at the lower price point and then the more fiddly complex things at the higher price points because that's kind of where the attention span will be and then you if that makes sense oh then you also don't have um the thing that i'm i mean i know nothing about how the industry works or how the numbers are working but i'm i'm hoping this is maybe a hint that the approach of let's do like five different toys of the same popular characters like maybe that approach is starting to wear thin and so instead of having you know various different optimuses and bumblebees at various different levels of size and simplicity you know, we're going to run with Minicons instead. We're going to have duplicate characters as these Commander toys with the Minicon tie-in, but there won't be, you know, like 15 Optimuses on the shelf at the same time. And I have no idea, but that's that's right. that's the the silver lining Optimist side <laughs> looking at it. It's a, it's a decent theory. Um, anyway, let's get to the part that people actually want us to talk about, which is the Titans Return stuff. Uh, unless you want to talk about, unless you want to talk about, I forgot their names, the other things, the alt modes. I would like to throw out a quick thought on those. I think they look super fun, except for the part where they all have the dumbest hat just sort of sticking out of their head. <laughs> and I'm hoping that's a thing that you can just snap off and that that's like part of their packaging or something. Because if you can't, uh, that's a shame because they look really cool, except for the part where there's a symbol floating over their head. That's all I got. Um, did, did either of you guys have any thoughts on, on the alt mode guys? Do we know anything else about them other than that they're happening? Highly bizarre little things. I think that's it. Yeah. No. All right. Well, let's talk about Titans Return. Uh, we got a big piece of artwork for Fortress Maximus. Still no shot of the toy, but to go with the leaked info sheet, which uh, a lot of folks pointed out, with those production numbers and some of the call-outs about a G1 Deco and etc., that was probably for a convention version. That sounds completely sensible to me. Um, this uh, artwork confirms a bunch of things like, you know, he has the proper knee guns. Uh, that's really all it confirms, but that makes me happy. Anyway, uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about, about this Fort Max art drop? And he just said it dropped him after trying to get back twice. Hi, Aaron! Okay, hi. Welcome back. Aaron! Uh, how do you feel about the Fortress Maximus artwork? Uh, it looks good, but it's artwork, so who knows? You can draw things that look really neat and cool and awesome and dudes fighting off of his hands while he's grabbing something else. Yeah. He probably won't have that small torso crunch he has in the artwork. I'll say that much. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but I am happy about the confirmation of knee guns that, that hits the spot. And I mean, this artwork's only based on the toy, but I'm also going to hazard a guess that his shins are solid and not double-jointed knees, thus his normal G1 City mode probably won't be doable. But hey, let's see if, you know, happiness happens nonetheless. Uh, yeah. DJ, how about you? How do you feel about the Fort Max artwork? Well, it's well drawn. It is! The shading is nice. But yeah, um, kind of with Aaron. It's just artwork right now. You can make it look like anything you want. Just, you know, it, it depends on when you can actually get it to physical plastic and what it looks like then. And he, like, he probably is in physical plastic, and I'm kind of bummed he wasn't like that. That wasn't amidst these images. I was, mm -hmm. I was hoping. Uh, and the, 
not quite ready yet, not quite up for viewer consumption. Well, they need they also need to have a bomb to drop in February. So I can appreciate that. I need to take the art and like stick my Metroplex next to or actually just pulling up a picture of Metroplex would probably be smarter. Yeah. And actually figure it out. Yeah, and actually figure out uh how many and if any parts are shared because there's there's some parts I'm sure are reused. The hands look well, the same, I've, the feeds look the same, similar. I've got my Metroplex, you know, again, just to the right of me here, and I can I can see places where it would be similar. I mean, it looks like they've got the potential for the split in half part for the the prison cell green side of his chest and some things that could potentially be copied from one side to the other but again it's by the time you've reshelled any of the hardware it's sharing a skeleton and at what point is that a, a remold as the uh was it the g2 smokescreen energon starscream yeah yeah that's yeah. A similar transformation it's a whole lot alike but is it really a remold when it's all new hardware well i'm i'm looking down below the belt specifically at his knees and his feet his feet have a lot of things in common with the shape of Metroplex's feet, and then if you take the knee guns and you take those cannons out, those armatures with the joints in them remind me a lot of Metroplex's knee thingamies that can fold down. So I yeah. I, I feel... Yeah, but it also looks a lot like the real Fort Max's feet. Because it's a big toy, it needs big square feet. And they might have... Because they it's might a have, big heavy thing. They might have planned ahead real well, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If you, if you got two gigantic city guys to turn into cities, then it may, it makes sense to plan ahead just in case you want to make one into the other. Yeah, similar looking foots. You know, we'll just slip slip that in there. <laughs> the feet are independent molds <laughs> for this very reason. Yeah, similar foots. It's on the bullet points on on the the other design doc <laughs> that didn't leak. <laughs> it's, it's in font yeah. size thirty two. It's at the top. I don't know why the guy got all excited about it. But he opened up the meeting, and it says "foots," not similar feet. Similar foots. Yeah, he just slammed his foot. Uh, on, he slammed his fist on the table. Man, has somebody <laughs> has somebody explained grammar to Greg again? It's because it doesn't work that way. Okay, we're gonna start the meeting. English is tricky. Dude slams his hand on the table. Guys, similar foots. He's like, yeah, we you say that every single time, Greg. Why? <laughs> anyway, uh, Fort Max. That's exciting. Um, I think uh, at worst, he'll look good standing on a shelf. At best, he'll hopefully be fun to play with, too. Um, and then we also got some pictures of the thing that I think many were pretty sure would happen, which is G2 Bruticus, um, because, you know, there's no there are no new characters in Bruticus. So it's just, you know, flipping them colors around and uh, that blast off with no faceplate still bums me out a bit, but he's got the right colors. Um, the thing that is really cool is what they're doing with Shockwave, who is part of the box set, because he's the Legends toy connected to Bruticus, is they're doing him in something akin to his Action Master colors. Uh, you know, not perfect, but he has an orange cannon on his hand, so that's kind of the giveaway of, of where they're coming from. And I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Like, if you're going to G2-ify a guy who didn't have a G2 toy, going the Action Master route is the next best thing. So I think that's super neat. I hope that Brawl's waste works better in this box set, from what I'm told. Um, I'm about ready to order that toy, I'm concerned. Do neither of you guys have uh, Brawl yet? I don't either, but that's mostly because no, I... No, I'm, <laughs> I'm also on... 
right on the border of pulling the trigger on just ordering the whole wave and the Voyagers at once because over everywhere here is overstocked with the last couple of waves. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm hoping starting. Christmas draws it down, but... Mm. Yeah, I'm just starting to see wave four here, so I got no chance of finding the Combaticons unless I just order them in bulk. Basically, Brawl has this thing where the bottom part of his waist, right above his waist, is like a panel that's looks like it's supposed to friction lock into a socket, like a square socket, underneath his his uh, chest, but nothing locks it together. And you can read the, the feedback thread. There are a lot of people finding alternate transformations for it and whatnot. But uh, that was a bit of a buzzkill to read as the toy was getting into people's hands. So a lot of folks are wondering if that's something that might get mold tweaked uh, somewhere down the line amidst all the other releases of them that might happen. Uh, but then again, you know, it's just a floppy bit and I can hold them together, I guess. <laughs> and he's got ankle tilt, so I suppose he's perfect. Uh, I think the G2 box set looks great myself. Um, Aaron, are you are you thinking about G2-ing or are you going to sit out most of the G2 stuff this time around? No, I don't think I'm going to do the G2 stuff. Do we know at what point these box set things are coming out because we still have Victorian that we don't know anything about really, do we? Unless I've missed a whole bunch of stuff. Victorian and Superion and Menasaur, the G2 versions of them, were all named as like spring 2016, I believe. So um, early 2016, most likely once they start getting produced. But I don't know if they did a date for Bruticus. I'll go look. Ah, uh, there's too much stuff here. No, they didn't. They did not. No word on where he'll be available, exclusive or not. So he's just going to be made. That's about it. Hope he gets made well. Um, TJ, have you got any uh, inclinations towards G2 Bruticizing? Uh, when this thing was announced, I immediately sent my Fall Cybertron G2s to eBay. That's uh, a way to communicate that reaction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I I have a soft spot for the big bad Dudicus, like more so than the aerial bots and everything. Like one of the toys that survived childhood was a G two Vortex. Mm -hmm. It's in my shelves right now. So I I've always been fond of this, just for ridiculousness of everyone has purple camouflage, even the space shuttle. Yeah, because that's that's how camouflage works in space. Well, now it makes more sense because he's a plane. Yeah, purple camouflage is a plane. That obviously. Yeah, obvious. No, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Part of me was kind of disappointed that the Shockwave repaint was as relatively minor as it was. Hmm. Because there's there's part of me that's going, you know, I really kind of wish it was Energon's six shot colors. No, oh, like the camo that he had. Like, it's not even camo, just like the yellow, the yellow and purple. Because how G two does he already look? Uh, I always think he has camo, but he doesn't. It's that layout. It's like the the mixture of the tans and browns and stuff. That I always assume that he has camo. I don't know why, but yeah, that would have fit in, I think, pretty well and, and looked a lot different. But I, I like Action Master Shockwave homages just because it's such a simple, weird thing of like his gun's orange. <laughs> I don't know why that pleases me. Um. And the, the, anyway, the, the the last big reveal here, with artwork and pictures of the toy, is the other Wave 1 leader toy, which is Power Master Optimus Prime with a headmaster. Uh, and he's apparently a super heavy retool of Ultra Magnus from Combiner Wars. And I, I'm just going to use the term super heavy retool to talk about the 
like combiner wars style reshelling um because that seems to be the nomenclature now but yeah it's it certainly isn't as simple as like we changed the head and the thighs like entire plates of alt mode are different and now also like unfold differently such that they can form a base mode um but this looks pretty fun uh i like the super techie chest on him since he doesn't actually have a power master and uh i'm curious uh how much of his head is helmet and how much is headmaster um the only bummer about him being an ultra magnus retool is that ultra magnus's hands suck so his hands are also probably gonna suck but I'll deal with it. He doesn't need to hold guns. He's got guns on his shoulders. Um, and there is already, or there are already like, I think two different, uh, at least one different, I th- I, th- I think two different upgrade kits in the works to replace a whole lot of Ultra Magnus's arms and bits that, you know, in, in the arms that didn't work quite right. So I'm sure those things are going to be at least optioned for re- retooling to work with this as well by uh, X2 and whoever else is doing that. Um... But Aaron, if we've got you on the line, how are you feeling about Power Master Optimus Prime? Power Master Optimus Prime was my original Optimus Prime. So you're you're doing it. So yeah, it will it will be done. <laughs> it, uh, no, it it looks really good. Does a the the base mode looks all right, um, especially for something that has modern joints to it. Making you know the original base mode was kind of like I don't know his legs split and stuff folds off his shit. Yeah, his original base mode kind of so, just looked like the noise. It's applied to the toy. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, so this looks neat. I kind of wish that the cab, the like truck, the semi truck parts of this didn't look like they were just hanging out, sitting behind it. Mm. Um, I know that, like with Ultra Magnus, there's a way that you know I was actually fiddling with him right as we uh, were getting ready to start the the show. Um, you know, that's just on there on a piece that slides. It'd be nice if that was something that actually disconnected. You know, it's one of those things. It's cool that it can do it in one move, but <laughs> if you could get that to remove, you might be able to not be as cluttered on the toy. Yeah. As I understand as, as it. looks like it might be. As I understand it, you, you can remove a screw, basically, and it'll come out real easy if you do want to do that. And, right. And, and if anyone does a, you know, Jinrai cab mm-hmm. to replace the existing one. Uh, that would probably be how right. it installs. Somebody outside was agreeing with you. Yeah, man, you heard that? Yeah. Damn. Oh, oh, I can still hear things. It's just occasionally it all gets compressed into half a second, and I'm trying to figure out what means. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Comcast. Well, TJ, how do you feel about Power Master Optimus Prime? Uh, I will echo the sentiment. This was my first Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, well, at least the one I was old enough to actually call my Optimus Prime before then. It was just the thing that got destroyed. Just, just too young for Transformers at the time. But this is the one I remember. This is the one I've been wanting. He looks, he looks incredible. Like I love how much was redone to make that mold work as Power Master Prime. Mm-hmm. I like how they've kind of cobbled together this base mode that works like the old one does and in weird ways doesn't work as well because yeah he's got a semi truck hanging out in the back but at the same time works better because his towers aren't just the arms raised up yeah you know I mean they're they're right behind those panels I'm sure oh, oh well yeah <laughs> yeah of course they are just don't look back there 
don't look don't look from the side just look straight ahead but for that it looks it looks better it's not just his arms like he's like cheering for victory yeah I, I think it's, it's it looks like it's gonna be a fun toy and I, I I'm curious how uh you know how stuff like the back end of the alt mode is gonna work like if there's mm-hmm. gonna be a, a fold down thing like I think there is um or at least there it seems to be room for it um yeah it looks it looks like uh it look it looks like there's this it still folds down just like it does on Magnus so I'm curious what the inside of it actually looks like now yeah like you can see a glimpse of it in the alt mode picture from the front yeah um but yeah, I, I you know, if you if you don't like the fact that this is based on an Ultra Magnus toy, which was very much an Ultra Magnus toy first, absolutely, uh, you know, I dig it. But I think this is a real good effort, and I think it looks pretty sharp in in both of his main modes. Oh yeah. Um, I know the the only thing that kind of gets to me is I wish more. I wish it was more Power Master Prime, and that more the more of the cab was visible in the front. Well, they they kind of they kind of BS it in a neat way in that like number like you know that thing that has the kinda engine covering up the cab uh, mm-hmm. also seems to have those two red bits with kinda cab windows on them even though you know they're not part of the cab but it, right, it, it right. implies there's more cab up front. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's neat tricks and it, you know it's uh, I was wondering if they were going to try to figure out like a non head way for the Titan Masters to fit in to something like a Power Master Prime. Uh, you know, clearly the answer is probably not, and I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, like there's a there's a lot interesting about him. Um, and I, I just hope that I hope that his his hands are a bit nicer. Uh, and I hope that there's a solution someone uh, can come up with, maybe to to add a few more detents to his hip ratchets. Because uh, I'm greedy now, and now that I know that that's a potential thing that can happen, I start wanting it on like everything. Um. But this is mostly coming from the fact that I like that I like Combiner Wars Ultra Magnus, but I felt a little not disappointed, but I was expecting, I think, like one notch higher out of him. Um, I don't know why. Um, so, you know, knowing where this one is coming from, I'm like, he looks real cool. I'm probably still going to get him. I am going to get him. But uh, I don't feel like this is going to be like toy of the year or anything. Uh, still digging it, though. And I'm curious if a real ham-fisted hint about this happening in the comics got dropped in the last issue of uh, No Subtitle Transformers comic, uh, where there's a line dropped about building someone. And I was like, is this supposed to... Are you actually just really loudly saying you're going to make him a new body, or am I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I too cynical about the connection here? <laughs> Well, it is the IDW verse. I mean, they can jar- drop a new body on anyone just because they feel like it. You know, yeah. Starscream changes them like pants, so it's not a big deal. I still love that Starscream changed his body like for entirely vain reasons and had like a mm. catalog to switch through. Like I was like, that's perfect. That's uh, yeah. That's that's way in character. Um, but yeah, those those were the big uh the big November twenty image drops. Uh, which I assume are going to be tidying us over as far as official news for the, the next couple months. What with Toy Fair being uh, what, like three months away in February? Um, well, wait. If it's December now, December, January. Well, no, it's it's in the middle of February, so two and a half months away. Um, there was one other thing that was dropped in here, which was that there's going to be a new fan vote. But as of this recording, that fan vote finished. And like and processed and was counted real fast. So why don't we just move on into that? There was a 
a fan vote for the next Titan class figure, not for 2016, because that's going to be Fort Max, but for 2017. Uh, the choices were Omega Supreme, Scorponok, or Triptychon. Uh, if ever there was a time where I completely abstained from voting because I could not make a better case for any of those three, this this is that time. I didn't vote because I couldn't choose. I was like, I don't know. I'll, give me any of them. I'll be fine. Uh, I was hoping I could try to rally up some kind of, hey, if they make Omega Supreme, there's a, you know, hand grenade in, in hell's chance that maybe it'll end up being a Supreme for like New York Comic Con. But that that was about it. Uh, I thought Scorponok was going to win. He seemed like a shoe-in, what with this being actually name-dropped as a Titan's Return Titan figure. So, you know, mm-hmm. you get the connotation, oh, it'll involve Titan Masters. But he didn't win. Triptychon won, which works because Metroplex does exist as a toy right now. But it adds this little wrinkle where I'm getting real excited about the idea of, like, Triptychon's funny-looking head, you know, maybe not turning into a, a Titan Master Titan, but what if his head, like, they gotta do something, man. Like, they gotta mix up this Triptychon a little bit. I want I want that dino head to, like, pop off and turn into a car for a Titan Master or something like that. I don't know. Um, but he is the winner of the poll. He will be the late 2017 Titan's Return Titan toy. Um, and I'm sure that they have at least, like, sketches for Omega Supreme and, and uh, Scorponok somewhere if they were also in this poll so it seems like there's definitely a push right now to like hey as long as we can do this we're gonna just start making titans out of the titan size guys which i super dig but uh aaron how do you feel about Triptychon being the next in line i'm okay with it all right uh it's falls in line with what we've had before it's, it's good how, how'd you vote I didn't. You abstained too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Voting, voting for this. I, I did not vote, nor did I try and throw weight on anything because it's a silly, dumb thing. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun. I liked that it was fast. I really liked that it was yeah. fast. Uh, it felt, it felt like it, the the process was alive, and it wasn't like, you know the reminder a few months later, hey, we figured out the end of this, you know, but by the time I would have gotten tired of it, it was like, bam, vote, bam, it's done. Uh, I dug it. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ, did you vote? I actually did. Who'd you vote for? You're not supposed to tell people who you voted I, for. I know that's a real rude thing to ask, so that's why yeah. I'm doing it, because it's funny. <laughs> no, I voted Scorponok. Yeah, well, it's the most logical vote. Uh, to me, it was. To, to me, it's like, okay, we've gotten encores of the other two. They've gotten homages. Scorponok's gotten nothing. And mm-hmm. I love G1 Scorponok. Like, there's part of me that just imagined, like, how big that Scorpion mode was going to be. Like, I mean, I, I mean, there's no need for past tense. I'm sure he's still in the books somewhere. Oh, um, I, I, to get this thing out in a year, I'm sure. They've got at least design sketches done for all three. Mm-hmm. So as long as Titans are still selling, we're still going to get these guys. Yeah, so FYI, don't be some kind of sourpuss who's like, mine didn't win, I'm not buying Triptychon. I'm not, I mean, maybe you can't afford to buy Titan toys. No, I don't care. I want all three of them, so you better all go out and buy them. <laughs> Hasbro, give me some money now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Yep. <laughs> Influencer no. outreach. I got an email. <laughs> oh, but like for some reason, like Triptychon just didn't appeal to me. Just be, like like when Metroplex came out, I thought, oh, yeah, gigantic T-Rex. Like, 
Now it's, it's thinking T-Rexes aren't all that posable for how big he's going to be. He's not going to have the walking gimmick, and I don't know how much play value I can get out of that. What I'm thinking, especially going by the artwork, is it seems they're going for, you know, at least on the upper body for a bit of a video gamey approach where from the waist up until his neck, he kind of just had a normal robot torso, like with normal robot arms, but then he just had big dino legs and a tail. There's there's fusion designs on Trypticon that I think could turn out something that's that's uh, dynamic enough to not um, be like a big hunched brick. But yeah, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they came up with, because it's got it, it's not going to have the feature like the the appeal of Metroplex is the fact that it's it's basically the G1 toy, but like supercharged. Yeah, like, just made super big and it still has all the same features, whereas this is going to be lacking the main draw of the original Trypticon. But then so again, I'm, it's, I'm, it's it's also more interesting to me because this was the, this was well, actually, Omega Supreme was the one I thought was going to come in last. But this one's still not Scorponok. So it's like, hey, they OK, because if it was Scorponok, I think one could have inferred that maybe the vote was a little loaded. Uh, mm. s- since Scorponok fits in so perfectly with Titans Returns, that's also why. Well, we're good. Oh, well, oh, I'm I'm absolutely sure that somewhere in the designer's booth they were going. Let's let's just hope that Scorponok wins because <laughs> then, well, because then, well, maybe we can reuse some pieces. We've maybe already the hips will work. We've already like, prototyped them. They don't know it. They better friggin' vote mm-hmm. right. Or <laughs> <laughs> Takara is already beating down our door to do Black Zarak. We can't disappoint them. And then Yuki's like, "Wait, you put it to a vote?" <laughs> uh. But yeah, I, I, the, you know, the fact that he won, I'm I'm really interested to see what is done with him now. Um, and I, I just, you know, I hope that the other two happen. Um, I think Omega Supreme probably would have been a super boring toy, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, he he splits apart into stuff and then turns into like a pile of things and then a tank and then his arms stick together. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, they'd have to go they, with Omega Supreme. I think you'd have to really shake up the formula and get a like have him turn into a giant spaceship like in the video game. Otherwise, you end up with this sort of boring thing, I think. I think the hard part to him is there's really no way to win. You either produce something that splits apart to transform and really doesn't suit any kind of modern transformation aesthetic, or you put together something that works as a modern transformer and it's cohesive and you don't have to part form it or anything, but then how do you make it look like the original toy? If you can at all. Have them turn into a big ass spaceship. I think that that's, I think that having, you know, now that I have planet X is Omega Supreme. I, I believe in that as something that could work, uh, for an Omega Supreme toy. Um, and and like theirs does it theirs feasibly can do it without parts forming if you're incredibly careful. So the idea is sound to me. But uh yeah, the you know, the fans' choice happened. And hey, guess what? Since it was just about existing characters, there was no kind of awful conversation to to look at about uh oh no, it's a female character or not. So that was a nice change of pace too. <laughs> you know, it, it was it, it got it got everything down to a nice level where it was impossible for people to be horrible to each other, at least as far as my Twitter feed, which is as far as I looked in on the conversation. Um, So, you know, if there were actual if there was actual bloodshed on the Internet, then I, I was happily oblivious. Um, 
anyway, that's uh, that's uh, anything else you guys want to throw in about that, or I guess we're just waiting to see now what that thing looks like. I'm guessing, I'm guessing New York Comic Con next year is where they're going to show Trypticon. Um, so in just under a year, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on from there, because I, I figured, I figured that that opening thing kind of was enough picks for us. So if you guys don't mind, I have a listener question for us instead of new picture picks. That's fine. Um, uh, okay, I'll close all these tabs then. <laughs> hey, I come prepared. I, it was literally not in the topic list. I I prepare. I come prepared. Um, this question comes to us from G1 Wheeljack. He says, hello, WTF at TFW crew. Uh, at TFCon Charlotte this year, uh, Rick Alvarez hosted a panel in which he gave a slide presentation about his work on the aligned continuity. Uh, said slides can be seen in a bunch of places. We got a pair of links to uh, Tumblr. Uh, which has bullet point things. I know there's a thread on TFW that also bullet pointed out a lot of this stuff. Um, we're not going to go through like we're not going to go through it bullet by bullet. Um, I, I kind of know the gist of it, um, and there's a, a decent summary actually on the TF Wiki, uh, which surprised me because the Align Continuity page on the TF Wiki is like my personal monster that I hate that it exists in some ways, but it, it also summarizes a bunch of stuff because I, I hate that it's considered a continuity. But that aside. Uh, G1 Wheeljack says, I was curious what your thoughts were on the slides. Uh, is there anything in particular you wish would have happened, or do you think we're better off with what we ultimately got? What about the creative process uh, that led to this? Would you like to see more insight to behind-the-scenes commentary like this over time as it becomes viable for creators to do so? Anyway, I look forward to your thoughts, and thank you for your time. Um, quickly on the idea of more stuff like this. I like the idea of hearing about this stuff, but the people who say it, are kind of burning a bridge by saying it. So I don't know if I want more people to do it because that's really their choice. That is a hundred percent their choice. And I would not want to encourage someone to do something that could burn bridges. You know, if they are feeling unsure about it, I'd say like, if someone wants to do it by all means, cause yo, it's juicy info, but I'm not going to say like people should do it or, you know, Oh, five years has passed. They should just talk about how everything went horrible. Cause you know, that's the, the professional world, especially a small one like a creative professional world. It's it's risky to do, and I don't think anyone but the person who's going to do it should be making that decision, in my opinion. Um, but Aaron and TJ, did you guys get a look at any of these slides, or did you hear about uh, about Rick's panel? Yeah, I I looked at all the slides uh, in discussion. I kind of remember the, the talk around that time as well mm. of just the way that like a bunch of stuff got changed and then whatever the has labs or whatever they were calling it caught up to it seemingly after the fact and was like uh what now what what are we doing yeah because that wasn't what we talked about <laughs> uh okay. i can uh like I'll, I'll give like i can give a super brief summary like leaving out a whole bunch of stuff just like the bare bones of this it basically is talking about the quote-unquote aligned continuity which is better known as in my opinion as the aligned bible like, that's really the best way to describe it, uh, mm -hmm. which was, you know, everything was going to use the same source material um, to have kind of unified origins for everything. And it was going to be the prime cartoon. It was going to be the novels. It was going to be the video games. It was going to be um, at least one other thing. I think that the Covenant of Primus was going to be in it, too. And obviously, none of those things are really solidly in continuity with each other. Um, and, and I always felt like, yeah, this the whole thing feels like it kind of crashed and burned in, in a couple ways as far as its intentions. Um, and, and this panel went into things that basically the people doing prime didn't want to be tied to that existing lore. Uh, but the video games were already kind of sticking with that lore. And then the MMO was going to be solidly in there, but we all know what happened with the MMO. 
because it's it spent three years beta testing and and like quietly melted um rescue bots ended up in quote unquote aligned uh so it, that that's the aligned side of it it's just that you know aligned is not very aligned and like if you're if you're playing the video games and someone tries to tell you video game megatron is literally prime megatron it's it's the rational thing to do to tell them, no, it is not. That is not the same character. <laughs> they are similar, but you can't tell me that's the same character. Um, there's also stuff in here about what happened with Beast Hunters and how the Beast part was very much not what the people working on the cartoon wanted to do. And that that uh, that led to some contention uh, in, in how things were, were being put together. Um, I, I heard rumblings back when prime was starting that there was already some kind of disconnect between the toy end and the cartoon end so that sounds reasonable to what i know about and i don't know about anything even secondhand i'm like fifth hand um so that's the small summary of, of what all that stuff is and, and it also it's worth mentioning with this whole aligned thing like idw was like not even touching it at the time because they were in the middle of writing alpha trion as literally not one of the original 13 like descendants of transformers god um so yeah the, the whole thing i think it was a great idea but yeah the there's it's just nothing lined up right and it, it sort of fell over but um aaron you know, we're kind of on the other end of it now. Like, it's still sort of there. Robots in Disguise, the cartoon, is still sort of pulling from that source material in, in, in its own way. Like, it's all a lot lessened now, I think. But but how do you feel about how it all went down and, and some of the info that we've received uh, of late? It's kind of upsetting or maybe disheartening that the structure that got set up to try and, you know, keep everything in one... L- universe in one continuity uh fell through seemingly as rapidly as it did um it it would have been nice to to have more control over that and i don't know if that's something that hasbro just never really had the power on or if it was like like you know if you imagine the, i guess where i'm going is like if you imagine the like executive board and a board of eight guys sitting there, and it seems like Hasbro maybe only had one seat at that table instead of the two or three or four to be a, a, a strong block where it was like, no, you got to have, you know, the, you know, they had two seats at the table so you could get, you know, Optimus Prime and Megatron and Bumblebee are in there. And then, yeah, okay, we'll do, yeah, yeah, we can do Ratchet. And, oh, yeah, we can do RC, but she's blue in a motorcycle. No, no, RC's not a blue motorcycle. She's a, a pink car. No, 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 she's a blue motorcycle. No. Okay, fine, whatever. RC's in there, and it's a girl, and that's better than not. But, and just, I wonder how many of those things, it was kind of the little bit of head tilt. Okay, we'll go, okay, yeah. Was just like, oh, they heard part of that sentence, but not the rest of it, and... There's just a fight that we couldn't fight, or else then Optimus Prime was going to be wearing orange culottes, and that just wasn't going to work. So fine, yeah, all right. Yeah, I think I think that like the way I would think of it is it's it's a rickety thing to try to set up, and a very risky thing. I think anyone would have said back when they were starting it, this sounds risky, 
And it sounds like just every time there was a fork in the road, the bad choice or not choice, even just the bad event happened. And right. and I would definitely say, like, the fact that Aaron Archer moved up and away from being dedicated to the Transformers line, you know, he moved up to overseeing all of all of that section of Hasbro like that probably was a massive nail in the coffin, you know, like like swapping one of the main voices out and then. Mm-hmm. It's a corporate environment, mm-hmm. so the new guy who comes in is going to want to make his mark, which is going to be doing something wildly different from whatever was there before. Um, which, I, if I re- recall correctly from at least the panel, it sounds like that was part of the impetus behind putting dragons everywhere in Season 3. Um, but yeah, Well, according to the slide, yeah, one team said, no girls, no beasts, just stick to the plan here. And then the next team said, yeah, we're just going to do beasts. Why not? Yeah, that's other than nobody planned for it, and it makes means we need a lot of new molds really fast. It reminds me a lot yeah. about what happened with the Unicron trilogy fiction, uh, except that since I guess like all the production companies now spoke English, it was a lot more cordial in a way, <laughs> um, or at least a lot more personal, personable. Uh, whereas the Unicron trilogy and how like the studios working on the cartoons, especially Galaxy Force, were like, we don't want this tied to the other ones, and then the toy designs and the toy line was literally being designed with the thought it was going to be tied to the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's still a lot rougher than what would happen here, because what happened here, at least at least what happened here s- still kind of stayed on the same road, even though that road, like, you know, got repaved 15 times and then changed from a driving road to a bicycle road and then to an airplane road. Uh... That's called that's, a runway. That's called a runway. Yeah, an airplane road <laughs> with an airplane conductor on it. Uh, I think. I think that. I mean, there, there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda about this. Um, do I think we're better off with what we got? I think that we ended up with some good stuff. Um, like I think that the Beast Hunters movie that ended Prime was one of the best pieces of the Prime show as a standalone piece. Um. But as as to like the processes that that led to this, like I think this is just what happens when you have really big corporations working on stuff. Sometimes it goes well, but then sometimes it goes bad. Uh, and in this case, it seems like a lot of clashes happened as opposed to a lot of synergies, and that just happens in these situations, as I understand it. Um, TJ, how did you feel about about you know both the info dump and just how aligned and prime all kind of went down? The info dump definitely explains a lot. Because I know we were going in calling this the aligned continuity, and we knew that behind the scenes they wanted everything to tie together, have the same origin. But we knew. Like, I had to, you know, like, I, 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 played, I played the Cybertron games, you know, I, I've read through the summaries of the books, and then watching Prime, and my head doesn't connect them at all. You tell me that, yeah, all these are supposed to be in the same little continuity. All these take place in the same little universe. But just taking them individually for what they were, it it never clicked in my head. Mm-hmm. Not, not, you know, because, and I, for the for the most part, I think that works better. Because you let the creative team do what they want. It's going to produce a better product instead of pigeonholing them into this little thing that you're trying to force everything into. Yeah, like it kind of speaks of yeah. There's it's a too many cooks in the kitchen thing. Whoever yeah. whoever said the phrase aligned continuity way back, I think if they had not said that, at least the fan perspective on this would have been a lot different. 
because like to this day, you know, it's referred to as aligned continuity and it is not a continuity. It is literally mm-hmm. not a continuity. It's not <laughs> it's, like continuity is the worst word to use to describe it. Aligned works because mm-hmm. it's like we're going to use the same the same um, soft outline for everything. Like, you know, that's obviously there, but it's not a continuity. And, and you know, when you stop referring to it as a continuity, I find it all is a lot easier to take in. Like, I remember yeah. during season one of Prime, when we all thought continuity was the word, a lot of us were sitting there going like, well, I'm sure by season two, this will make more sense. And then by the end of season two, it was clear, like, okay, it's not a continuity. It's just everyone's using the same opening story bible to start their own story bibles right uh which is fine but what like i don't even remember now where the phrase align continuity first got uttered but that i think was the very first nail in the coffin <laughs> um to to try to say that this was all going to be an actual continuity like and i and i, I say again it really bugs me that a lot of this stuff is still referred to as continuatively being aligned when it oh absolutely not yeah yeah, it's not it's completely not and 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 anyone coming in from the side now that you know prime is done you know who tries to catch up just by reading the notes that fans are putting together could become incredibly confused and misled Mm -hmm. (laughs) because yeah Wait, didn't we have a whole game devoted to figuring out what Dark Energon was, and now Dark Energon is just a thing that is brand new again? Well, it's one what? thing, right? It, it, it's a corrupter in, in the games, then it's the literal blood of Unicron that raises zombies in the show, and then in the second game, it kind of starts becoming that when it just brings Megatron back to life. Mm-hmm. That was kind of where they said, okay, we're, we got to w- rework some things here and actually try to make this continuity work. So uh, Fall of Cybertron tried. Well, I think that was that was entirely High Moon thinking it was still continuity. Because as far as I could tell, High Moon kept thinking this was continuity, but everyone else yeah. didn't. Well, you, you saw little changes here, like Cliffjumper's head slowly start, turned into like the mix of the G1 head from the first game and the prime head. Yeah, so he's slowly turned into Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the, the High Moon games I think were the th- basically the only thing that ever lynched any linchpinned anything together came from the High Moon games, which you know, in in epilogue to them uh, came in the form of the Dinobot comics, where the Dinobots from the games are are now moving towards the events of the Prime TV show as they very softly cross pseudo continuities. Uh, and that I still actually have to read those books. I really want to now, especially because Planet X is finishing toys of those guys. And uh, I'm fascinated how those books are going to read because I never really read spoilers. All I know is it is literally the video game Dinobots, but then they start to become the prime Dinobots. Uh, and it's, I think, the only direct link between the two as far as, you know, character journeys. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole thing is, you know, I think it's a fascinating thing to look at. Um, you know, from a distance, and now that it's kind of done, and now that we yeah. know it's not a continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think my favorite part is where the the slide is adamantly reminding you that the new designer said that Optimus should be green. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously, because that explains the weird Legends toy we got. Yeah, like the the Cyberverse Commander that was green for random reason. It explains why he had green in the Voyager Beast Hunter figure for no reason. Yeah, I mean, the the green Cyberverse toy, I feel, is less illogical than the green windows, because Cyberverse toy is just getting, like, you know, 
the jungle theme or the Arctic theme. Like, I think that's just a thing they do now. So I can just, yeah, but I just picture this in the boardroom where some new creative director is kind of for, to look. I know he's had the same color scheme for 30 years, but I want him green. Okay. We can't make him green, but we'll give you this toy and the windows of this toy. Yeah. Done. What's not, what's not red? Green. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it was. Like, talking about how he wants to come in, just change up everything and make his mark by putting in beasts. Yeah, let's make the main hero green. He's never been green before. I also want to throw out there, uh, with you know, with those slides, I feel like it's important to say those slides are coming from one source. And it's important to be to, to kind of look at them and then figure out how much of them corroborate with stuff that, you know, you can see and stuff that other people can confirm. Like, um going from the wiki end uh, andrew hall uh confirming that there was a little bit of uh alignment with what he understood as you know uh, a fellow who works with the e-hobby side of things mostly with the alliance stuff uh because the thing about the panel that worries me a bit as i said before there's a bridge burniness to it and i'm kind of like i still feel weird about the panel as a thing that happened like i'm not not that i dislike it but I feel real weird about it. I don't know. Aaron, uh, am I, where do you think I'm coming from here? I, I, I'm with you. There's, I mean, this definitely was Rick kind of acknowledging. I think that any official ties with Hasbro were kind of done. Yeah. Um, which I mean, they got rid of him or he quit or whatever. However, that they decided to go their own ways. Um, so, so it's not like he had uh, something to go back to, but because I think I remembered seeing something where he claimed that they had to rewrite a novel or something, and then later the author came in and was like, "I think it was maybe on a Facebook thing." And oh, the it was author on was Twitter. Like, no, it was on Twitter, or was yeah, it on yeah. Twitter? There, yeah, there was some place where it was like, "Uh, no, that that's my book, one hundred percent." And that's so, what happens when it all comes from one person's viewpoint. Is like some stuff's going to be right, right, some stuff probably won't be right. So I. Right. And so that's where uh, I don't know if it was like maybe the what they gave to the writer had to be completely redone, like the um, oh, what do they call it? Like the spec script of it had yeah, to be yeah. like rewritten because whoever was before said something. And then when that gets shortened down to fit onto a line on a slide, it gets changed to novel basis had to be rewritten. And then the word basis got kicked off of there because it kind of looked weird. And then it became novel had to be rewritten. And what was maybe said at the, you know, on the panel that we never got, got changed and morphed. And it's the whole fun of the telephone game. You yeah. Know, and especially when it's, you start saying things and then, well, I heard he said this. And then, well, I heard he said this. And then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, a, Optimus Prime, they wanted him to be Superman, but DC Comics said no, Marvel's cooler, and then none of this <laughs> makes sense, but yeah. that's what I heard. And, and, and I, I, mean, like, I like how DC Comics said Marvel's cooler. That's that's the perfect telephone game yeah. line. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think, you know, it, it really comes back to it's all coming from one voice right now, and on the positive end, and I hope that, you know, Rick would see it this way, because um, I think this is the reasonable way to look at it, this is less like, here are the facts, and it's more, here's so here's a whole bunch of bullet points. Start trying to corroborate them and see what lines up and what doesn't. And, uh, you know, five, ten years from now, I'm sure 
you know, the the wheat and the chaff will be separated and we'll know like what is, you know, solid concrete and what may still be left up to the stuff we'll never know because we didn't work on it. But um, I think that I, I'm I'm cool with the panel having happened. I'm just super worried about the idea of fans trying to encourage people to do similar panels just because they aren't currently working with the thing they were working with before. Because right. you could catch someone on a bad day and convince them to do something that might legitimately prevent them from working on something again when they want to. Uh, and, and when they yeah, actively that, feel that they lady could. in HR was a real jerk. And that lady in HR is the one that's looking at my application now. OK. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I also am going to say I'm pretty sure Rick Alvarez would have been completely cogently aware of the risks of doing such a panel. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that this is like, oh, right, that's something that might happen by doing this. Like, you know, I I I'm, I don't think that in his particular position, that was anything for him to be worrying about at, at that point. But, um, you know, don't start telling like, you know, disgruntled people who worked on the Green Lantern cartoon. Don't tell them, hey, give me a tell all. This guy did it because mm-hmm. then they might not get to work with like that entire studio ever again. Mm-hmm. So. Especially in the creative end, because every creator eventually hopes they get to finish the story they were telling. Yeah. The same reason you're like, you're never the, the 2011 Thundercats. They're never going to tell you how the rest of that series was going to go just in case we get a comic book or something down the line. We'll never know how Dreamwave G1 was going to end because those, those dudes are still just maintaining. We're sitting on that script. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I think it's cool when these things happen, and I, I super hope that you know when the circumstances are right, we get more behind the scenes info dumps because this stuff is fascinating. Um, so you know, I, I, I feel like it's, it's very much a gradiented thing. It's like one of those, you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong with this. It all depends on the person and the situation. But uh, you know, it, it, it really does clear up a whole lot of weird stuff about the 2010s of Transformers, which is where all this stuff kind of fits together. And um, I remember back when the first edition toys were coming out, that's when I'd heard about there being like, yo, there's trouble getting these Prime toys done. Um, yeah. Which reminded me a lot about the first wave of Beast Machines toys. And like you know, everything, a lot of these things are not it's not the first time they've happened it's it's just that you know maybe it's not identical but parallels happen like this whole situation reminds me a lot of the unicron trilogy as far as the television shows um and uh and i remember like you know when they were making animated at, the, at one of the those first panels uh while animated was in in the middle of happening or maybe it was right after i can't remember but the, it was stated outright like we are not going to go through the Unicron trilogy thing with animated. We are working like super directly in tandem. Um, and they did. And you could tell in everything that came out. Um, so I'm, I'm always hoping that that kind of perfect synergy can happen again. Um, but, you know, clearly that that wasn't quite the case uh, with the aligned stuff. Uh, anything else you guys want to want to talk about with aligned? I still can't think of a better word for it. <laughs> Because that's what they yeah. kept dis- Hasbro kept describing it as aligned. Um, yeah, I don't I know. Know, it was just cobbled together. Yeah, there's still there's a lot of parts of it I like. I really liked the idea of creating a solid mythology like for Transformers to draw from as far as prehistory, and it's a shame that a lot of that is just kind of like lost and mired in these like apparently not super great novels, and then the Covenant of Primus, which is this big weird book that's kind of a thing but kind of not quite what i thought it was going to be 
And then a lot of the designs are just in the pop-up book, because, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's the way to get the neat stuff in a pop-up book. Nothing cause... better describes the whole aligned experience than to see a lot of the designs, you got to go buy the pop-up book. Yeah. Like, that really says a lot right there. Um, and, yo, Robots in Disguise is still in there. It's still a part of this whole thing. They talk... <laughs> There's a part in the final episodes of season one that talks a little bit about original 13 inner politics, which was really weird to hear in the the less dark show. <laughs> uh, anyway, hope that answered your listener question. I hope the early, I hope that's what you were hoping we were going to talk about. Um, and uh, it's a bummer that I, that I wasn't able to make it to that TFCon. I would like to see that panel in person. Anyway, how would you guys like to close this out like right now? Let's do, it. do that. All right, let's talk about what we got this week. I got repro labels I didn't order in the mail this week. Okay, cool. is this like when I got you repro labels for the wrong? Color? No. Uh, so I was confused because I was like, I didn't order any. Did I like get really tired and order some repro labels and forgot? <laughs> uh, but it looks like it's a thing because I've ordered a lot of repro labels. It looks like a thing they were doing for like people who were way into repro labels but it was like just a sample sheet of their new like their new um repro labels like fancy thing they're doing uh, it used to be like the holographic symbols now it's the raised faction symbols so it's uh-huh. a little sheet of the raised autobot faction symbols and holy crap they're really nice like i kind of want to order some more um of like both both autobot and decepticon raised symbols like they're they are just you know the colored parts are raised off the, the the paper and they are very raised off like they are textured raised off really cool um but that was one thing i got in the mail that i didn't know i was getting the other thing was i got um because i because shapeshifting inc who did the legend sized video game uh ironhide and starscream two pack uh they have a redeco set of it coming out in um in stealth colors i believe is the way it's described and they'd sent over the original thing for review, and I so I, I did not know they were going to send the stealth colors over for review, but they did. So those uh, popped up yesterday. Um, I'm going to try to find uh, pictures of them so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But uh, they are pretty cool because they are not just straight redecos. There's a lot of subtle differences in them. Um, not just the new accessory parts, because there was also new accessory stuff. Uh, Starscream no longer has a sniper rifle, but instead has new null rays that can attach to his forearms. But he still comes with the ammo case for the sniper rifle, because when I reviewed them, I kind of mused that that ammo case fits underneath the nose cone like a piece of landing gear. I guess I was on the money, because you get an unpainted black version of it, which totally still works as a piece of landing gear. Um, okay. but, uh, aside from that, the, the color part is, is interesting that iron hide. So the original versions of these were covered in metallic paint. Uh, these redecos iron hides, every piece of silver on them is still really metallic, but the light blue parts are kind of a straight kind of glossy light blue. All the black parts are like matte finish, or at least mostly matte finish, uh, which looks completely different. Um, that little star scream who I believe is drawing his palette from the pretender shell, um, he's got metallic silver on him, but then like the turquoise and the blue are flat glossy, uh, and not metallic. So he just, they, they look very different, uh, in, in uh, a number of subtle ways in person, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, they are, they're still pretty cool. Um, and I'm going to try to get that video boshed together this week. Uh, I got, I got a couple poses put together on Twitter. I should share some of that with you guys. Cause I got stupid. Um, 
that Ironhide's guns, they didn't, the original version, they just, they, they look like they're meant to peg together, but they don't really peg together well, like there's no friction. Uh, the redeco, they're painted completely silver, and that adds the extra layer they need to have that friction. So, you can get kind of dumb, and I lined up both of my iron hides, and I figured out a way for them to hold their cannons so everything was lined up all proper. So I have a quadruple uh, cannon that they are both holding made of four of their cannons, and I was pretty happy with that. Um, the only other fun picture I have was... Uh, Stealth Starscream, I don't know why I didn't get this with the first one, but I was able to get a fantastic, like, sassy hip kind of tugging at his collar in a real, like, upperclassman sort of way sort of pose out of him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I still really dig what Shapeshift is doing. They they have something going on with paint apps, especially. <clears throat> and they're doing video game designs, which is a real easy way to get me to totally love what you're doing, unless your stuff totally sucks. Um, but that's about it for my on topic. What I got this week, Aaron, did you get some transformers? You mentioned you got some transformers. Uh, yeah, I, I got the, uh, four wave two, uh, mini cons. Um, so it's two more hockey pucks and two more missile things. Um, the, the two oddballs are definitely the beast box and the rat bat ones, uh, because both of them are, uh, the the beast box not so much, but the rat bat is definitely odd in that like he ends up standing on his wingtips, kind of, mm-hmm. and it's really weird and awkward. The beast box goes for a gorilla pose that isn't as bad, but both of them are kind of awkward to stand just because of their posings, and especially with the uh, the rat bat. Once you put all the stuff on him that he comes with, it. Uh, it becomes very like weird and top heavy. I still have to actually like pull the armor bits off the sprues for the two mini cons I have. <laughs> I still yeah. haven't done that because I just don't. I don't. I don't want to upset the way it looks, but I should. But it's not going to do anything. I'm really super into. I don't know. Yeah, they're all. I I kind of went for these because it's too like G one y named characters in here. So it, well, Beast Box is awesome. So okay, yeah, that's cool. And then I'm just like, mm, yeah, this might be it for for me for mini cons for a bit. Other other than the fact that you know I probably won't find any more until I'm like, hey, I think those mini cons were cool and like their stuff combines. I should buy them all again. You forgot about Beast Box and Ratbat, and you see like something super yeah. cool from the next wave. I also mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think you'd agree with this. It's not an indictment if we, the older fans, have picked up these minicons and maybe don't feel anything. Like... Yeah. It's not really uh, an it, indictment it, of it, the minicons. Right, and it's not really targeted at us, and I think that my opinion might change, maybe for the good or, or worse, um, if I had um, the one of the launchers. Mm, yeah. To be like, oh, this is the other part of that. Um, but it very well could just be like, well, this is this is crap too. Well, you might you might just... feel a change. I have fracture, and the the thing that's a bit of a bummer about the launching is that the mini cons don't have any way of actually traveling across the ground other than friction. Yeah. So once you launch them, you launch them, and they sort of just skid across the table, and then they don't auto transform, they don't roll, they just sort of come to a rest, and it's neat. Yeah, but, that's. I, th- I think that's the other part that would maybe make these feel better because they have a bit of like the auto morph where you do one thing and it will do another. Yeah. But I think it would be neat if these were triggered. 
I I feel like to, they to to do something. I feel like they were at some point, especially the bullets. Yeah, it it the the bullet ones really all have kind of a way because the other one is like a a scorpion. I forget the name of it. But and it's the you like pull the legs out a little bit and claws come out a little bit and tail raises a little bit. And it's like, man, just like one spring in the middle of this with a little tiny catch and it would be so much neater. But instead, you just kind of pull a little bit. Yeah, like these guys are better launchers than video game Voyager Soundwave. But then mm-hmm. the discs from the video game toys were kind of cooler to launch because they, they flipped open. Um. So I don't know. But as I said, the mini cons are also super duper not targeted at us. So it's, I think it's a happenstance when an older fan gets into them. And I, there are older fans who super dig them. Um, but, that, you know, that, I don't think that's speaking ill or great of the mini cons themselves as for like what they're trying to do. Right. Um, aside from from getting some hot, fresh mini cons, did you do any other Transformers this week? Nope. Oh, uh, TJ, did you Transformer up this week? Uh yeah, I did. What'd you grab? Um, well, starting on the things that I found on my little road trip, since that has happened now. Mm-hmm. Uh, managed to rescue a G one swoop. In like one piece or pieces? Well, do you count like the launchers and the sword and the missiles as separate pieces? Well, they should be glued together on a proper G one swoop. Then mine's broken. Damn it! Nope, he is all together. Everything's intact shocked me beyond belief they actually had two there and i i don't think i'd seen one that had all of its parts let alone two hmm so he's a neat little figure i mean probably the simplest of the dinobots but everything works really nice and he is a very pretty little thing yeah uh, dinobots are good toys mm-hmm. i've had the four sitting in my shelves for a long time this that swoop is just yeah he was a delicate little thing for a g1 toy so Every time I saw him on eBay or on a board sale, it was just way higher than I imagined. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a neat little thing. Like there's still like putting him in the shelf and like rearranging things so all five of my Dinobots are now lined up together properly is one of those things that still makes me realize how much I love what I'm doing. Like, well, I, I, how much I really like my collection. That's why I'm in my own. It's it's a bit of a parallel. Like, you know, this month, Planet X is getting video their video game Grimlock out, which means they as you know, as themselves will have made all five video game Dinobots. And I feel a particular bond to the video game designs because of, you know, the fate of most of those designs. So, like, I'm so stoked that, like, I only have two of them right now, but I'm like, you know, as of the end of this month, it's going to be a possibility to have this, you know, this team of five Dinobots in a, in, a, in a very poignant aesthetic, all done by the same group. And, you know, they will look like a unit, and it's going to be the friggin' Dinobots. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Going from one of the oldest to one of the newest, uh, managed to find a Robots in Disguise Megatronus, the Toys R Us version with a clamped off head. Oh, so yeah, the, the, what is it, Clash of the Transformers version? How much did that run for? I've seen so many different prices for Clash of the Transformers. Uh, mine was 15 bucks. Wow, that's, I think, the cheapest I've ever heard of those selling for. It kind of shocked me, because this was this was a Toys R Us located in a mall. Yeah. Here's hmm. This is the weird thing. Okay, so this was on our way back, We and just because it was on the way, we stopped at Sawgrass Mills, which is, like, the biggest one-level mall in, in the country. 
and they have a Toys R Us built into it. And when you walk into the Toys R Us, uh, the counter, like the counter, the checkout counter is on the left. There's these rows of toys that go left to right and then toward the back. There's deep, there's deep rows that go all the way to the back vertically. And it was laid out exactly like a KB toy. Wasn't it? Was it a Toys R Us Express? I don't. Yeah, because my mall has had the Toys R Us Expresses past holiday seasons. And for a one or two years, it was a location that was a KB where it was just like, this kind of works. I've been to two Toys R Us Expresses in my life and both in the last like five years. And both of them were laid out exactly like how you described. Almost anyway. And they also had the cheapest shelving I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's normally what the Express is. It's basically a pop-up store at a mall because there's no toys presence in a mall. Yeah. So. This didn't seem like that, though. Like, I gotta, I I, I have to double check now. I think that finding Clash of the Transformers Warrior toys for 15 bucks almost corroborates with the idea it's an Express because I've never seen them for less than like 17, 18 bucks. So I, I bet that was a lucky Express. Because I've heard expresses can go good or bad, but when they go good, like, holy crap, they go good. Yeah, because I, I I always expected those to be marked up. They are. Toys R Us, they are. They are. At every Toys R Us I've been to in both countries that I visit regularly, they are always the most expensive Transformers toys of their, of their like, size on the, on the shelf at Toys R Us. So that's fantastic to get one of them for 15 because you probably... I bet it'll be hard to even find regular Megatronus for like 15. <laughs> Unless you, you, I mean, target sales, of course, can happen. Yeah. But how's Megatronus? How are you digging him? Uh, that might be my favorite of the R.I.D. figures. Sweet. Like, he feels a lot more solid than the other ones do. Like, there's just something about how simple his transformation is that lends itself to just letting that robot be nice and bulky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I kind of like being one of the original 13 his vehicle mode is just treads and gun yeah like it's it seems like a super cheap way of doing a tank but at the same time it makes sense for him given his origin and it's totally in character i i I, good good like i don't care how i look i don't care how pretty it is I want to roll over everything, and if I can't roll over it, I want to kill it. I still wish he had, like, the extra little bits of upper bulk with the drills that he has in the show and on the on the five-step changer. Just that extra little bit. Like, it totally works, but, like, having seen the five-step changer, I've become greedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, person outside, I'm greedy. Um, I'm really happy to hear that you're feeling he's, he's solid because I think, like, you know, he's shipping with Fracture and they've been friggin' found in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that that speaks to Fracture being a solid toy, too, because, like, the, the R.I.D. Warrior toys, as far as I can tell, they, in my opinion, they've been on the up and up from wave one onwards. Like, every wave has had something new and really good compared to all the ones that came before. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm happy with it so far. Like, I got to looking at the I got to looking at the shots of the retail version and I want that I want that actual head rather mm-hmm. than the battle mask but at the same time I noticed he doesn't have the paint apps that this one does so in my head I'm like 
cobbling together the perfect version of Megatronus by splicing the two together and then like figuring out, okay, it's either going to be a Fallen or Shockwave repaint of the other. Bear in mind, there are two more factors here. Number one, Repro Labels at least did a bunch of R.I.D. guys uh, in a way that helped out the Warrior Toys a lot. Number two, Takara Tomy is doing them too, and they have been putting a ton more paint on them for not that much of a markup compared to what Warrior Toys tend to cost. So I'm thinking of adventures for some of these guys now. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Like for, like for for now, for now, I think. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy with it for now. So I have yet to decide. But you got to decide. That's that's the way this fandom works. You have to say whether you're buying something like right now. No. Because, you know, people will check later. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what else did you pick up on your travels? Well, the rest of it would be off topic. Oh, no, 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 no. Cool. Be this passionate about it. No. (laughs) Uh, Uh, No, but. On my, you know, what was waiting for me when I got home from the road trip was Masterpiece Tracks. Cool. Um, so he's he's a debated toy. Um, is he? He is. I think I think it's a it's a worth it's a worthy debate because he is the first non Hasui in the line in a long time. Non Hasui car. But uh, how are you taking him? Uh, I'm taking him fine. I mean, vehicle mode looks great. Robot mode, I'm. I, I am happy with the robot mode. Mm-hmm. Like there's you know there's elements that are part of the transformation, like the the the, uh, the high rockets over his head that I didn't expect to be part of the transformation, so that was good. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it's just me, but like considering the way the others were designed, and maybe this is because different designer, but I was waiting for I was waiting for the trick. Yeah, because like all the other masterpiece cars have had some little engineering quirk that made them like really interesting to see how it works. And then I, I kept I transform tracks, transform tracks and get to him in robot mode and go, OK, so I, I did I miss it? Like I was expecting a trick. Yeah, well, this He's, this isn't the exact same thing. But when I got into robot mode, I felt like there wasn't a defining moment of completion like there like. That's one of the hallmarks of the Hasui robot modes is like when they're in robot mode, it's like, bam, you know, they're in robot mode because it's done. Right. Mm-hmm. And tracks. I like him, but he doesn't have that factor. No, no. My factor of him like being in robot mode is trying to figure trying trying to figure out, do I have his backpack lined up in the right slots or not? Which is a real masterpiece Kobayashi kind of thing, although we still don't have confirmation as to whether he's now the guy doing that. But yeah, um, it's it's there is that just yeah that that little teeny something yeah. is not there, and I didn't want that to be the case. Like I knew it was likely to be the case, but like I've said it before, it so sucks that that actually is the case. <laughs> and it's weird because it's still a really good toy. Yeah, like it still transforms really nice. It looks really good. I love that they worked in the car. The the the, uh, the flying car mode with a flight stand and everything. Mm-hmm. So hey, all of those peg holes we've had in the back of our deluxes and voyagers for so long have something now, or at least something made by Takara Tomy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't have to go buy a Tomashi stage for them. 
but he he does he does a good bit and he comes with a good bit and I'm happy with that. But you you're right. There, there's an X factor to the others that just make them feel special as being a masterpiece toy and I can call this a definitive version of tracks without any kind of problem. There's a spark missing though. Yeah, it's cuz I I can't agree with, you know, the statement that he doesn't look like a masterpiece toy cuz he completely is a masterpiece uh, toy. Yeah. But, you know, he looks like he's made by someone else cuz he is. And I think that we've spent the last like, you know, 3 or 4 years with this notion that like masterpiece is the Hasui vision. And that's almost the crux of the discussion around a lot of third-party stuff now. And I feel like the aversion some people have had towards third-party stuff that didn't have that Hasui bit of magic, I think there is a real trickle-down to, you know, a designer change in official masterpiece. And now when I see the discussions, you know, of like, oh, well, you should just wait for the official Takara Tomi masterpiece. You know, don't look at, you know, for instance, there are like three hounds out now. Uh, well, not out now, but coming out in the coming months. Um... I feel like that discussion's a lot different now. Uh, I mean, just look at the discussions around Masterpiece Ironhide. The in in you know a couple years ago, um, Voodoo Toys would have just boarded up that project and moved on to something else. I think that they are sticking with putting out their unofficial Masterpiece Ironhide and Ratchet because there are so many polarized decisions on the very not Hasui Ironhide and Ratchet that are coming out in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that as someone that doesn't think they look terrible, but no. I think that I think the, the the statement wait for the official. I think that's going to be a real different case once we get deeper into next year. Yeah, like I, I don't have a problem with I don't have problems so far with Ironhide other than whoever's like whoever's taking the photos at Takara needs to be fired quick. Well, <laughs> there is one legit problem with him and Ratchet, which is the I said this before that front bumper needs to not be there needs to fold up into that upper bit <laughs> and disappear because <laughs> holy crap it's distracting uh but yeah also the photos are not helping yeah um but yeah i i'm glad you're enjoying tracks because like i having messed with them i have a real i have a great deal of trouble playing with that toy and feeling like oh this is a step down like i feel like it's not as magic but it still feels like a pretty cool toy yeah like Okay, so I'm not, like, astonished at something that this toy does. Like, I'm not wowed by some little engineering trick. That doesn't mean I dislike it. Like, I'm not I'm not going to condemn it just because it doesn't meet that admittedly high expectation for a toy. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a real Hercules moment where... Because I had to check myself on this, you know? I got to the point where I kind of took for granted the Hasui style. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think it's like, you know, the, the whole it's a parallel to the whole moment when we all sort of took for granted Hercules and by virtue of that took for granted a great deal about unofficial toys. Um, But I'm su- like I said, I think I keep saying this every week, but I am really excited about the discussion later next year about the whole masterpiece alike thing. And now that masterpiece itself has a very clear tonal dissonance between you know, one release in the next, like, how does that inform that the, the, the old version of the discussion to, you know, into the new one? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, th- in a way it is interesting. Now we have a scale. Yeah. yeah, we do have a scale that is locked pretty much. Yeah. I mean, 
we have a scale that is locked. It is based on the mushy Play-Doh scale of the G1 cartoon. So it's not like a hard scale. It's well, a very I, I soft mean, scale. <laughs> well, I, well, I didn't mean that kind of scale. I'm on mm-hmm. scale just of like where masterpieces fall, where it's not always, well, it's a masterpiece. It's going to be grand and epic and incredible. Oh, oh, you mean like, yeah, like price we're point st- on like a car or something. Yeah, like yeah, well, yeah, we're starting to get, we're starting to get a quality variance between them. Yeah, yeah. Where, okay, we we can admit, Trax is really, really good. Uh, he's got little issues. He doesn't have that little trick. I wish his head locked up because mine keeps falling backward. Oh, I actually, I don't know how dangerous this is to do. It wasn't hard on mine. I just kept lifting it till it went past the click and then rested on top of the detent. Oh, just- <laughs> <laughs> and it looks great in robot mode, but then I have to push it back down. Yeah, that'd be a no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we, there is, you know, it's it's not like the pre-MP10 days where every Masterpiece toy was like, I don't know, I guess it's fancy. You know, like with, you know, Grimlock versus Rodimus, uh, like both of those releases were just looking back on them. They're such weird releases because they have no standard. They are yeah. just fancy versions of those characters. Mm hmm. Uh, and kind of aimlessly fancy versions, Rodimus especially. Like, there's no ceiling on him. He just keeps going. <laughs> especially, <laughs> like, you know, the Japanese release being being the one I'm talking about. He just, he keeps going. He's a Hot Rod toy. But then he's also a Rodimus toy. There's also a trailer. And the Hot Rod car could turn inside out and stick into it. Because he just keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> Rodimus keeps happening. Yeah. And then, you know, and the toy kind of suffers for it after a while, where the oh, yeah. toy just keeps happening so much, it never knows when to stop. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it is a, well, now you've gone too far. Yeah. Ty- you know, type of toy. Yes, it's cool, it does. You worked in a whole bunch of things, but the more you worked in, the less they worked combined together. Uh, the more you started replacing his bones with more muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, I also will say definitively, Trax's car mode, MP Trax's car mode, is friggin' sexy. Oh, yeah. Like, what a nice car mode! It's real cool. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad's a big Corvette guy, so he was my litmus test when the Transformer comes out as a Corvette, and he glowingly approved of that one. Yeah, that's a it's a car mode. But uh yeah, now now we're we're gonna see what happens when Ironhide comes out. That's I think gonna be the real one, because like Ironhide's a everything about him is a weirder toy than tracks. And I, I wanna know how that goes. Um anything else on your end on topic? Uh for on topic, uh new. No. I think I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh I should mention I haven't played it yet, but d- during Black Friday uh, Green Man Gaming had the Steam version of Transformers Devastation up for $18, so I kind of jumped on that, but I haven't played it yet. But that kind of bridges us into uh, the off-topic end, which is, you know, our off-topic end is post-Black Friday, even though a lot of people I know generally don't engage with Black Friday anymore because it actually isn't all that great in a lot of parts of your country and mine and Europe now, where apparently everyone is doing it. Um Aaron, did you do any off-topic stuff? Yes, I did, and also on Black Friday. Holy crap! How many? It wasn't. How many joking? I'm joking about you punching people. <laughs> joking? Did you? Yeah. Oh, there actually was a little bit. So what happened was I <laughs> uh, had Thanksgiving with the family. That's not what I was and, expecting. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was just about the right amount of Thanksgiving, where it was. Long enough to see everybody, but not so long as to get mired into all the dumb family stuff that happens. 
Mm -hmm. Big get-togethers. So um, my brother and his wife were talking about going to Walmart uh, where there was like this three-quarters length mirror that opens up and has like a jewelry box inside of it. And she'd been looking to get one of those for a while. And it was just kind of hard to find this sort of thing. And the space that they live in isn't terribly huge. So it's one of those things like, look, I want a full length mirror or something close to it. And I'd like a place to to like store jewelry. And by having it in the space behind the mirror, it's kind of a twofer. And then it was, oh, yeah. And you've got a vehicle big enough to move this around easily. Yeah. You, you want to help us out? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go do crazy stuff as long as it's with family and helping them out. Okay. So we were kind of thinking that uh, looking at upgrading our TV from a 44-inch to something bigger, and they had TV deals, but even by the time that we got there, you had to have a wristband in order to be in the TV line because they had as many wristbands as they had TVs, and this way there's no mauling of people. Okay, cool. So we kind of wandered around a little bit more and saw that they had uh, Xbox One controllers for $30 as one mm. of the things. And we're that's a pretty good deal. That's but that's half price. So we go and we get there and we're we're waiting around this display and there are uh, there were like seven people standing around this display. And this display had at least 30 controllers, probably more like 40 controllers in there. And there were maybe 10 of the covert ops, like black and gray color scheme, and then all the rest were the, the you know, plain Jane black ones. And uh, there was this one lady that I can only describe as meth incarnate that was very concerned about getting a controller for herself and one for her boyfriend and one for her boyfriend's kid and one for the – like she was going down like this list of people that wanted controllers and she was like – she. So they had the display, and they had. Uh, I need packing. twenty controllers. They pack, yeah, they had packing uh, wrap like around these displays, and had a little like paper sign in there, like "Do not remove until six o'clock." And this lady would keep like reaching over that and pulling like two or three of them out, and sit there and be messing with them. And then somebody, one of the Walmart workers, would come by and say, "No, you got to put that back in. You can't pull those out until six o'clock." And then you know a little bit like. Three, four minutes later, she'd have it out again and be sitting there like, oh, I need one for me and I want to need one for him and I need one. Like, okay, we get it. You know, there's there's like seven people here and there's enough controllers that each of us could grab. Each of us could grab four controllers and there'd still be some left in there. So it'll be okay. Like, well, I don't want to miss out on this deal. I'm like, well, then don't go anywhere because it's like 10 minutes to go. And so then finally the time came. Actually, I think it was even before the time it was supposed to be, but – there was some critical mass that happened down the line of all the stuff, and then people just started grabbing things. And so then the plastic came off of ours. The lady grabs her controllers. Then Alfie grabs the chunk of the covert ops controllers and was like to everybody else that was sane around us, was like, oh, you wanted one and you wanted one. You wanted two, right? Okay, well, yeah, if we get our one, then you can get your two, and there are still like three of these left. So... Anybody want a second of the special ones? No? Okay, put it back in the thing, and then we headed out. Man. And it was it was one of those things. It was funny just how, like, this lady just kept just getting so fired up, and it was entirely calm and peaceful. And then we walked down the line back towards toys, and I grabbed a $10 uh, Nerf Strife, which is the uh, flywheel um, clip gun. So, uh... E e uh 
have a, another dog harassing thing for super cheap and Proper. then saw the uh lego set the the walmart lego set that's uh thirty dollars for 1500 pieces which is an insane deal and i grabbed that and that was kind of a thing like i gotta get this deal <laughs> and uh like a pair of socks or something and then we ran into my brother as he was coming the other way and he told me the story about how a lady stole the cart that they had while so their stuff was in the aisle and uh his his wife was standing there by it waiting for for six o'clock to happen and so he had a cart because this was big enough that hey it should probably have a cart to help move this thing around and so he had taken the cart and was like off one of the side aisles and just waiting and futzing around on his phone you know we were kind of texting back and forth a little bit about our various crazies that we were seeing and then he's like a lady just stole the cart while i had my foot on it it's like okay so then i see him and he's like yeah so standing there off the side in an aisle uh trying not to be in the way and this lady comes up and starts rolling the cart off and i'm like hey that's my cart and she's like no it's not like yeah it is i've got my foot on it i just turned my back to it for a moment so i could like reposition things that's the cart that i grabbed no it's not somebody else took your cart and then she like bolted and he's like i don't it wasn't even like worth the fight just go oh i'm sorry and move along don't continue this charade that's in your head of (laughs) no you're not stealing the cart that i'm touching and so then uh we ended up getting out of there and we kind of poked around a couple other stores but there were no more like crazy deal moments to be had and then i ended up i'll say flipping but i i sold it to cost uh the lego set to a co-worker who uh was talking about how his kid was looking for some some uh lego and he's he's very much a a, a free build play style kid and i was like well i did manage to get one of the the walmart sets that i'd i'd shoot you a good deal on it and then get you know i'd say okay well it cost me 30 i'll sell it to you for 35 he's like you're sure yeah it's it's going to a cool kid and you say he's free build kid and this is all just like it's 1500 pieces uh and it, it has like uh ideas of what you can build book but not like there's no one build that's all of those pieces and uh so go and uh you know tell him yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and sell that box to you for basically what i paid for it and then i get to looking online after i'd said yeah 35 and uh turns out on ebay the prices were going for like 100 plus <laughs> for this thing i'd said 35 for and then i'm like well yeah it is 1500 pieces and fifteen hundred pieces means a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars, and I'm giving it to him for a great deal. But I agreed to it, so then took it to him at at work, and I was like, "Okay, here it is, thirty five dollars, right? Yep. Okay, now look up that number on eBay." And he looks it up, and he's like, "Holy crap! Why are you selling it to me for thirty five dollars?" It's like, "Well, that's the price we agreed to," and. I just want you to take a photo of one of the things that he builds with today's newspaper to, to verify that he opened it up and he got to play with it versus yeah, you like, flipping it for something. If if I find proof you but, flipped uh, it, I will actually take your hands with this knife yeah. and I will cut them off and, <laughs> and I will take them home 
and mount them on my wall. Yeah. It's like, I, I need proof of Lego life here. But uh, <laughs> no, beyond that, it's been, it's uh, more Fallout and working unreasonable hours because a process changed and became a giant friggin' headache. Excellent stories. Thank you, Aaron. Um, well, as far as off topic on my own end, I just got something in the mail. Thanks to a longtime City of Heroes friend of mine, uh, good old War Cabots at New York Comic Con, uh, managed to secure me, uh, number one, the 1000 Toys uh, synthetic human friggin' creepy face mask, but also the uh, New York Comic Con exclusive True Force X Kai. Uh, it's True Force's Mega Man X, but done up in base colors. Um, I don't actually have the blue one, and I was I figured like, well, I'll I know someone who's there who can do this for me, so I'll I'll get this one instead and see how I like the figure. Um, I am legit jealous of that one. It's real. There's, there's something about the normal one that just looks too complex for me for a Mega Man, but seeing him in the black and the gold is just amazing. It definitely has a. It's weird because I don't think there's any difference in the paint app number or the paint app count. But the regular one is basically a whole bunch of different blues, whereas this one is like golds, oranges, blacks, and grays. And yeah, it has this weird different effect. Um, as a figure, uh, I'll let, I'm going to be fully transparent. I looked on the bottom of the box as soon as I got it, because I know the stand is a Sentinel stand. It says on the bottom of the box, manufactured by Sentinel. So I have some fanboyism built in about Sentinel. And a lot of the toy has got that kind of thing that makes me fanboy about Sentinel. But then the weird part is his hips are literally just ball socket joints. And they don't have the fig arts thing where the ball socket moves up and down. It's just a locked ball socket. And I was like, you what? And then I was like, well, can I pull down on it? And I pulled down. And so it doesn't do the fig arts thing, but the thigh extends so that you can get him to kick up higher. And it's an interesting alternate solution. Um... But yeah, it's a beautiful piece. Uh, if it had any problem, it's that it is an expensive piece and it does not have a lot of accessories. It has a lot of accessories, but it doesn't have like a lot of accessories. I don't know how to put it any better. He's got like fists or open hands. He has a calm face or a mad face. And then he has like three pieces that you can arrange in different ways for blast effects. And then he has a stand. Uh, and then his buster arm has got a really cool built-in little light thing so it can light up with a red light, which which lights up the blast effects beautifully. I've tested all of them, and they look great with the lights on. It it feels like he's supposed to have two more sets of hands or something, uh, and I don't know why I feel that way. Um, I think that his price is, like, it's that Sentinel premium where you're getting the... Like his knees, his legs in general are full of moving parts. His knees do a big thing. He can flip out boosters, rocket things out of the backs of his legs. Um, and he's got a light up piece and they include the batteries. They give you two LR41s. You have to install them because they don't want them. They, it's kind of cool. They're they're individually bagged, so they are not touching at all. So if you don't open the toy for some reason, you aren't going to have battery acid damage. Um, but I feel like he's supposed to have like one more thing, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, well, well, the price of those batteries had to come from somewhere. That's right. That's right. Um, the inner, Also, I didn't know this. I don't know how I didn't know this. His box has a magnetic flap on the front to open up. And then on the inner on the inner thing, it has like this character, X-Kai, has a full bio written and a designer note about the bio. Um, give me one sec. Lean over here and grab it. Um, basically, if anyone out there's played Mega Man X2, you may know about a group called the X-Hunters. 
uh, whose name one of them's called is is that where Violin comes from or is that someone else? Uh, that's Viol that's Violin Surges and Agile. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this guy is one of the X Hunters. Um, he's the leader of the X Hunters. Uh, his bio is about Doctor Wily stealing Mega Man's blueprints and building a prototype. Uh, then when Zero was developed, the prototype was discarded. And then when the X-Hunters were forming, a mysterious man found that prototype and uh, and created something that was like Mega Man X, but with higher specs. Um, the designer comment is basically based on... Oh, hang on. This box is hitting my microphone. Uh, it comes from an episode listed in the Mega Man X Official Complete Works, which is that there were originally four characters in the X-Hunters, but one had to be cut due to ROM capacity. Uh, this is a, a note by the designer Game Mizuno, uh, who him, he himself says, It still amazes me that Capcom did not bring out a villain that looks exactly like Mega Man X. His armor crest has also been switched to Sigma. So he has a little Sigma logo on his chest. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool how much thought went into this character, who is just a recolor of X. And I think that's why I like this release so much, because... Like, the regular Mega Man X they did, he looks cool. He looks like a cool, like, distinct version of, of X. Uh, I think the Kickstarter exclusive colorway is a, a bit of a bummer, because I thought it was going to be, like, cool deep reds, and it's, like, hella brown. And I just don't feel anything about that. But the reason why I like this Kai so much is that on his own, he still just kind of works as this weird standalone character, and you don't, like, you could... He's taller than they are, but I feel like you could pose him with the figure arts or D arts X stuff and he'd kind of fit in as like this weird like X hunter built out of base. I don't know, but uh, he's a well done piece. Um, you know, the only thing I'm worried about are the ball socket hips and mostly how they'll hold up to regular play uh, and regular posing. Uh, nothing feels bad. It's just the kind of joint that I kind of want to observe for a while. But uh, I'm hoping True Force gets to do more stuff. I'd love to see their take on, you know, Vile or Zero. Uh, those are the next two places to to really obviously go. And I think they could do some really cool stuff with that, um, with either of those characters. And they're working with Sentinel, and I'm always happy to see more Sentinel stuff, because I just like what Sentinel does. So uh, that's my <laughs> off-topic thing. Um, that's actually really cool to use that little unused backstory for Surges to create that character. Yeah, like... And again, like, I feel kind of bad for the Kickstarter backers because this feels like a super solid concept, whereas the Kickstarter exclusive colorway feels like nothing. Like, I don't know what it is. And I look at it and I just feel nothing. Like, I don't even I, I, I haven't done the legwork. I don't know if they wrote a cool bio for it or not. But like, this feels like a legit like, you know, in every aspect, it is a piece of fan work in, a, in, in every kind of good way. Um. And the Sigma, the Sigma logo tampo is, like, tiny but gorgeous because it's like, holy crap, I have a toy with Sigma's logo on it and it's not that big, dumb Sigma statue. I like the big, dumb Sigma statue. Yeah, it's a cool statue. But, like, I have a poseable toy with a Sigma logo. <laughs> Hooray! You can have Vile, too. Well, I got Vile, but I don't know why I think he's different. <laughs> um, TJ, not necessarily this version, but are you at all lined up on getting any of the True Force stuff or have you just been kind of watching it? Um, like I said, it's been interesting to watch, but something about how it's done as Mega Man X just feels overly complex in design for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I love X's standard design. 
I think that's just the right amount of the sleek armor of the original, plus some extra bits and bobs here and there to make him interesting. So, like, the, the normal doesn't do anything for me. I'm kind of with you on the Kickstarter color. I don't actually understand it very much. That version looks awesome. Like, if like if, if I if I had a if I had a good route to get that toy, other than the eBay route, I would probably I'd probably grab that. Yeah, like I don't know. Keep your eyes to the skies. You always can get lucky with this stuff. Um, I would say it is, it is a very worthwhile pickup. Um, it's got a lot of just really smart, tiny tampograph work, like, like really weird Gundam style tampograph work. Um, like the Mega Buster you can swap in says like X Buster on it in tiny letters on one side, <laughs> and then like the flaps that open on his legs for the the jetpack things say Beware of Blast. <laughs> really. Um, He's yeah, also on his back because he's got two panels you can swap out to uh, to have like basically for when he's doing like the you know an air jump or an air dash, you can deploy thrusters on his back and the back of his legs. Huh. Um. So it's all mechanical moving parts on his legs, but then on his back it's just two panels you pull off and then stick on ones that are like angled out. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a very sharp, very very nice piece. Uh, and I say all this, I still don't really know if I'm going to get the blue one or not. Um, cause like this Kai version just feels like a, it feels like it hits every note. Whereas the X one has this note of like, well, he's X, but he looks different. Yeah. Whereas this one is like, well, I know he's, his backstory makes it work that he looks different alongside my D arts. Right. Um, I think that's the thing. It's like your brain kind of disconnects you from X when you look at that, because it does have such a different aesthetic to it. But when you're, you present it as a different character all of a sudden you know it, it it clicks a lot harder i do think i'll be more into that x if true force is able to do like you know a zero and a vial and maybe a sigma once there's more in that aesthetic i think it'll work better for me um i still i think in the long run i still would like to pick up that x also just to support a mega man toy because yeah of the state of mega man which is sad <laughs> You know, anyway, we we got a new we got a cartoon coming out, a movie coming out. I can't imagine a game not coming out given all that. Yeah, you, don't, don't don't. I I have I have hope for the first time in years. Do not do not take it away from me. All those things don't necessarily mean a video Quiet. game. <laughs> Here's what, I'm going to give you your one bit of hope. Street Fighter was done, then Sony said we'll pay for a new Street Fighter. So Capcom now has a route to work on stuff that they, as Capcom themselves, may not have wanted to work on, which is Sony saying, hey, we'll give you this bag of money to make one of those. So Mm. ideally, when all the media comes out, Sony will say, here, have a bag of money and make us a Mega Man game. Um, anyway, that's also my off-topic stuff. Um, so DJ, did you do any off-topic stuff? I know you got road tripping to talk about. I did a considerable amount of off-topic. I believe I will separate it into things I grabbed on the road versus things that came home and save some of it for later. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, the big road trip off to Fort Lauderdale, where apparently, just like a two-hour drive from where I live, there is a pretty good and thriving geek culture on the east coast of Florida that I nice. have been completely oblivious to. So, in here, there's nothing. 
there there there's no like i think we had like one comic book shop and i think that closed down years ago oh yeah it's it's a wasteland here over there they're all over the place literally one of these shops was one minute away from another so uh we visit two places there's a chain called past present future we visited two of those locations uh see among the things grabbed there the uh animated series joker Mm -hmm. which i've heard weird things about that line like uh i believe joint tolerances on that weren't too great only on wave one only on Uh, wave one after wave one dc collectibles put on some real big pants and said, we are going to delay the rest of the line for like four months and rework all of our materials use for joints. That's nice to know. And Joker is from the first wave that got that treatment because he's wave two. Okay. Okay. Because that that was in my head. I didn't know there was like a cutoff point to that. Oh, yeah. It's just wave one. And basically, they even said... You'll like in the long run, you'll be able to identify wave one if we do any reissues in, with the new technology. Wave one has visible pins on their hips. Uh, everything with the new joint materials will not have visible pins on the hips. Mm-hmm. OK, that's good to know. Yeah. Now, they they owned it. They, that, it was one of the best things I have seen out of a, an American toy company in a long time. Yeah, so that was a, that was a really cool pickup. Because that is my Joker. That's the one I grew up with. It's extremely well done. Mm-hmm. You know, aside aside from the hips are real weird. Which, yeah, I it, yeah. It, I don't think it quite works when you have Joker's little suit pants to work with. Yeah, um, and and all those toys, like I like them. I really wish that the knees worked like the elbows and had a built-in thigh swivel right above the joint. Yeah, but that's just me. But other than that, it's really cool. I didn't notice. I didn't notice this before. Like, I don't know if like, uh, I don't know if the DC collectibles thing just does this, but I like seeing the sculptor's name on the packaging. Um, I don't know if they do it for everything, but very specifically for stuff like their designer series, they're real good about that. Okay, that's good to know, because I hadn't seen that on a toy before, and that that made me happy to see. It's cool, especially if you start collecting more of them, because it's not always the same names. And then sometimes it's a name, and then sometimes it's Gentle Giant. Mm. Okay, so that was a nice little pickup. Uh, Same store, I believe. And it's gone unbuilt, but there's no other way I'm ever going to talk about this. I got a model kit of the Deep Space Nine. All right. Because love that show. Mm. Love that space station. Uh, will not be building it for quite a while <laughs> because I was not aware until opening it that that model is made entirely of clear plastic. That that's actually a story I've heard from a lot of uh, model collectors and 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 builders of those those kind of models. You know, like the more, you know, what you'd actually call a model. Uh, it seems like it's a real common thing of like I just need to get it and then and then I will eventually make room to build and display it. <laughs> Right. Well, this this one in particular is just I don't think I've ever seen a model that comes that way. And I know why they come that way. So if you want to do the windows in a translucent color, you can do that if you want to run lights or and if if you're a model, if you're like a like a 
if you do model kits regularly, if that's your main hobby, you're going to repaint it no matter what color comes in anyway. Yeah. But I'd never seen a model that needed that much work to actually get it done. I don't have close to enough paints to actually properly represent the, the DS9. So that's going to be a project for a long off rainy day. Uh, it sounds like it'll be cool. Um, it should be cool enough. Like it's, it's like a 16 inch wide ring. So like, yeah. it's, it's got some size to it. You just got to get the fishing line to hang that from your ceiling. Yeah, that's one of the plans. <laughs> Since it's all clear plastic, I want to see if I can't run like uh, like light up shoelace or something thin through it. I can almost guarantee you there are probably multiple different tutorials about that. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain. Yeah. That that could be cool. Let's see. Um let's see what else. So those that's the stuff on like past, present, future, which turned out to be a really interesting mm -hmm. shop, and everything else is blind box and things that I can't really speak of yet because they're not open. Yeah. Um uh, the big place was a place called Tate's Comics which looks like the dealer room of an anime convention. Cool. Like it's just like wall to wall, super dense with stuff. There's import stuff, old toys. There's a whole display shelf of hot toys, like in a glass case and everything. Just super nice layout. Yeah. There's a, there's one of those downtown Toronto, which is real bad at making me like every time I get away from thinking about six scale, if I swing by there and I see their display with like, like, 36 scale things from Hot Toys and 3A and, and Medicom. It's like, oh, maybe I should keep thinking about these. <laughs> like, seeing them out of their boxes really does do something. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I don't think I've actually seen a Hot Toys in person before, too, so that was really weird to see it, because yeah, they're well detailed. Yeah. Little, like, little tiny people. But the stuff that I actually walked out with, um, I got a bunch of plastic flames, which turned out to be cooler than I expected. The same place I'm talking about only has the blue ones, and I almost bought them a bunch of times. But I was like, I know I would have 50 more uses for the red ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the ones I ended up were red, and they've they've been fun because I've got a lot of characters that use just like that's their aesthetic. But at the same time, I have like little cutesy characters that are hilarious to see with just like chaos and flame all around them. Yeah. And it's just it's more visceral when it's red flame, not like blue flame, where it's yeah. like, well, that's one of three characters. <laughs> so, um, outside of that, uh, my first Nendoroid, which ended up being the Wind Waker Link. All right. Uh, never played with one before, never really investigated, so I had no idea how, like, articulation or anything worked on that. All I knew mm -hmm. was I, there's these things that have a bunch of poses and I don't see any visible joints. So they're either doing something really clever or they come with a ton of swappable parts. They come with a ton of swappable parts. About to say, if I recall correctly, that's the case. Yeah, it was kind of strange to open something up and, oh, I have entire <laughs> arms extra. Okay. It's like what I like. It's like what I wish pop vinyl was so I could take it more seriously. Why, why would you want to take pop vinyl seriously? Because in some cases, it is currently the only quote-unquote toy line for a few properties I'm into. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I get your pain on that one. Yeah. 
see. So he turned out to be really neat. And it's the Wind Waker one. Cause, so I figured, like, even if I didn't like the Nendoroid style, which it's not my favorite. Like, there's something weird about the aesthetic and how they do the toy. It can't stand without a display stand, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's the Wind Waker. So even though all their toys have that exact same look and aesthetic to them, that's how he's supposed to look anyway. So even if I don't like it, it can still stand, and it's a beautiful little piece to just look at. Yeah. That was a safe purchase. Um, let's see what else. Uh, they had the, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know the actual name of this. The 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 Common Rider bottle cap characters? Like I think a, that's literally what you call them. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to figure out. It says collection stage on it, and that's about as much detail as I had. Yeah. But yeah, it's I, just plastic rock structure like they're all standing on a really like flat cliff and 15 Showa riders on red bottle caps yeah I used to weird story I used to know a lot more about those uh, about 8 years ago or so yeah um, all I really I've, all I really managed to gather is they were sold at 7-Eleven in Japan which is still weird in my head yeah, having been there, it's a lot less weird now. But yeah, the thing that's weird to me is that they were then sold with this big display stand afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, thus nullifying having to hunt them down at all. Well, I'm not sure they were... I'm not sure they're the same thing, because these don't have any kind of threads inside the bottle cap. It's just... A, it's just a little stand. Well, it's everything you wanted from the bottle cap, with all the parts you didn't care about removed. So, so the actual beverage. Yeah. Okay, good to know. <laughs> it's a really nicely done set. Like, for their size, everyone's pretty well painted up and detailed. Like, for something that's just these little cheap collectible things and on a tiny scale, I'm actually kind of surprised they look as nice as they do. Yeah. So, I, I was just happy to find a Common Rider toy on an American toy shelf. That was cool. Uh, For the little high-end things that came home with me, uh, the the display for the figure for the uh, hot toys also had things like uh, uh, NECA things like and their all their stuff. So they had a NECA Ed two hundred nine. I've heard that that toy was fine. I almost bought it a couple times. Hmm. Well, th this one was marked down to like fifty bucks because uh, they didn't have the box to it. And oh, wow. We <laughs> well, well, yeah. Big oh oh. I'm so. Uh, that's oh, such a shame. You should pay me to take this trash out of your store. Oh, here's the better part. Hmm. When we got it out of the case, we noticed that one of the cables on the elbow had actually broken off on one side. Oh, bummer. So, yeah, so there's no box and there's a loose cable. So they did the Mandarake thing. It's like, okay, uh, I, like literally I had the guy there when he was getting out of the case like, okay, that's not supposed to be like that. If you, like, We can try and glue it back up together at the front and I can knock like 20 more bucks off of it for you. Well worth it. All right. Okay. Okay, so I get 30 bucks for my big NECA Ed 209 and all that's wrong with it is it has no box and it has a cable that may or may not break off again. Yeah, but did the, the voice box still work and everything? Uh, it didn't have batteries in it, and I don't keep spare watch batteries around, so that is yet to be decided. Okay. But I really don't care, because I've loved that design since I was a kid, and now I have a nicely sized one sitting on top of all my shelves. Oh, and for 30 bucks, I'd do it. I mean, for, like, I, yeah. 
I almost bought it at retail. And the thing that kept me away was I knew that like it's posable, but not there. There are a few key joints not there. And for the retail price, that makes me want to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But for like 30 bucks, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's such a shame. Back it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, um, you know, it's I think it's almost a, a worthwhile dis- topic of discussion itself. One can look at toys critically, right? Yeah. But then if you have a, a story or if you, you know, behind how you got it, and often I would say a story relating to getting a real good deal on it. Holy crap, does that change how you feel about that toy? Mm-hmm. Um, like in my case, the the uh, the SXS overclocking unofficial blur with repper labels that I got from repper labels for the ridiculously good price of 50 bucks Canadian. Holy crap, I love this toy. If I was to try to get him new without repper labels, he'd be more like 100. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to think of that because my experience with them is cruxed on that incredible deal I got. Yeah. I think and, that works out with anything is in your mind, you're instinctively weighing just, okay, what did I pay and what else could that have gotten me versus what I now have for that money? Yeah. And like, and and even when you look at a toy that has flaws, if you got a good deal on it, something about it, I've had this happen multiple times when I got like a good deal on like a third party piece that is not as good as some of the better ones. But I'm like, I know this thing ain't perfect, but for the price I got for it. All these other parts are sticking out, like the positives stick out more and, and bits of it endear itself to me. So I can say like, oh, it's flawed. Don't pay retail for it or, or full price. But like, bear in mind, it also has these qualities, like these clear qualities that I guess I can more clearly see because I don't have to think about having dropped 100 versus dropping like 30. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we mentioned it earlier in this episode, like with uh, Leader Class Ultra Magnus, like I think we went through the same thing with Jetfire where it's a really nice toy, not 45 nice, 45 US, yeah. but if you what find an, it on sale, it is great. You what know, an I, amazing $30 toy. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, but I think we had that same thing. Like, I paid 35 bucks for mine, and I'm thrilled with it, but I do feel like if it was that extra 10 bucks more, I, the, it would start to get to me, some of the little things that are, that are lacking on the toy and, you know, what else I could have gotten for that price. Yeah. And of course, one should be able to think like, well, let's imagine that it cost me this much so I can, you know, assess these problems with it in that context. But on the personal level, the personal experience can sometimes be so magical and so unique to just yourself when you get a deal like that, like on that Ed 209 for 30 bucks. Like, holy crap. Yeah. You know who I I can't even remember what it was, but it's something like his legs are so posable. But holy crap, if only they had this Mm -hmm. one thing they don't have. Uh, but then when he's 30 bucks, I'm sure, like, that's at the bottom of your list of things you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. At 30 bucks, he's standing on a shelf right now, and I'm just going, ooh. What a cool statue. Yeah. Oh, his legs move. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very well done. That was, yeah, so that was, that, was the, that was the score of the whole trip. But the last thing I grabbed at Tate's just to rescue it, because I couldn't believe I found it in Florida, was a little real X-Head vinyl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Weird. I know. Like, I was taking a look at some of the photos they had on their site, and I go, I, no, 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 I recognize that little thing. I recognize that little thing. It's a little uh, chaos mutant, I think it is. That makes me want to know how it got there. I know. That's the kind of thing where it's like, I want the story behind it. I feel that way when I see OMFGs at conventions. Because I know that a majority of them went to Kickstarter backers. Yeah. And so whenever I see one at a convention, I think to myself, 
there's a real good chance whoever is selling this got extras thinking they were something they aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that was that was an awesome thing to find there. And just to wrap this up and give Aaron something to actually listen to, uh, is he here? Is he still here? Like he he has been he has been getting Comcasted on and yeah, on. Yeah, I'm off still for, here. Yeah, <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, it was actually I, I, it was I'm going better earlier. Yeah, I have no idea what's happened. Yeah. Well. I did mention Sawgrass Mills and the Toys R Us. However, the real trip for Sawgrass Mills was I had never been to a Lego store before. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there aren't any in the vicinity unless I drive two hours. So speaking of things I take utterly for granted in the last couple of years, <laughs> Lego stores, because I forget what it's like to not go to them. And I only went to my first one like a couple of years ago. Jesus. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I just went to my first one. So. That was interesting. Yeah, I think I was there for your first Lego store trip. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's this stupid thing on the wall with all the bins? This looks dumb. Ugh. I'm never going to get into this. <laughs> See, part of me is like, I okay, my first trip to a Lego store, I want to do a pick-a-brick. But the, I had Aaron in my head. Like I knew, like if I came home and Aaron, I took a photo with it, Aaron would scold me about how I didn't stack the bricks correctly. I didn't assemble it into the shape of the cup correctly. That's why I stop worrying about Aaron when I do pick a brick. I just don't do pick. <laughs> Number one, I just don't yeah. do pick a brick. Number yeah, <laughs> I didn't want the lecture. No, really got. it's if if you have a couple hours to kill. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this was at the end of like like a twelve hour road trip. We were dead. So. But I almost would say that's perfect timing to just sit there and try to do the math <laughs> and fast. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. With D- Danielle and Matt just staring at me while I go, I'm still getting the spaces out. That's I can rework the, this. You got you got to reverse all that, and you got to put the guilt on them and go like, Why aren't you guys trying to fill out cups? <laughs> huh? You 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 luddites? Yeah, three of us are doing it. It'll go that much quicker. You two are just staring at me like a pair of stone gargoyles. I'm trying to figure out how to get the the depth, uh, the density of my 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 one by ones in here, and I got you two just like slack jawing at me. That's what I would have done. <laughs> uh, no, the any money spent on pick a brick ended up going into the Lego detective office. Ooh, nice. Because yeah, because if you're gonna walk into a Lego store, walk out with something you can't get at Toys R Us. Nice. Uh, yeah, that that was that was a fun, yeah. you know, couple days building that on and off just in segments. It's the weirdest. It's it's a very strange Lego set to me building it because I want to tell people my favorite thing about it. But I would need a spoiler tag. For a Lego set. Well, to be fair, if it's the thing I'm thinking of, the designer straight up spoiled it in the design video that was promoting it. Well, they spoiled it in that. They just the the thing is like the thing I would tell anybody is if you're interested at all in getting the detective office, don't look at the back for too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's so much more fun to just figure it out on your own as you build it. Oh, I can only imagine. Like I'm kind of bummed out that the designer sort of spilled it because I'm like. Yeah, you're building and you're like, what the hell is this part for? Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it is just like, it's brilliantly designed and laid out to where you can just, where you can literally get the whole story just by building it in, in, the, in the right order. Yeah. Extreme, it's just, I'm extremely impressed by that. 
That's on my definite like 2016 hopeful to do list. So yeah, it's sitting pretty. Like it's it's now it's now joined. Uh, what was the other? Is the I keep calling it the mall, but it's not called the mall. The Emporium, Grand Emporium. Yeah, the Grand Emporium, not the Grand Emporium. No, the the Grand the the Grand Emporium. Yeah, or the uh, the corner shop one. Um, it's the grand. It's, yeah, it's the corner piece. I I, I got to be I sure here because <laughs> there have been a few. Yes, the the Grand Emporium. Okay. Yes. I just guessed. I'm thinking Green Grocer <laughs> or the the Corner Hotel. Grand Emporium is the is the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the only two I had before that was. Uh, the Grand Emporium and the Palace Cinema, so two corner pieces, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm 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 finally starting to build. And they're coming out action. with another corner piece at the beginning of the year. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> great. Okay. So t- it's a bank. The bank. Is the is the pet shop retired yet? Uh, they're free to whenever uh, they want to. I don't think so. Not uh, no, quite yet. I, I, Last no, time I was I, there, they still had some. Yeah, well, I would think the Palace Cinema is probably on its way out soon. It better not. I don't have it yet. It's it's, it's pet the shops next one. on the list to go out. I think is it? I thought that pet came out after older. the cinema. Yeah. Oh no no, pet shop's no. been out for pet- a, re- a strangely long amount of time. Okay. Pet shop was my first modular, so it's been okay. it's been a bit. All right. Okay, so okay, that that's good. That that's the next one on my priority list then. Sooner than later. Yeah. With one coming out in a month, Pet Shop is probably going to be on the way out rapidly. Oh, great. And here, I, I try not to buy more than one a year. Cash those points. God. God, I, was, I, was, I almost cashed points on the Doctor Who set this morning. I got real tempted by close, that. It was sold out, so I'm safe. I know. I, 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 held, I held off because it was going to be a stretch on the bank account since I'm still kind of recovering from the road trip. And then I got paid today about 30 minutes after it sold out. So Canadian Lego shop, it's sold out, but you can still order it and they'll just ship it out on the 14th. Yeah, you can do that on the U.S. site, too. It's, yeah. it's guaranteed and it's, it's a real yeah, nasty temptation. Yeah, it's not temptation. instant gratification. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't know. Yo, if you just pay for it now, Aaron, you'll have it on like the 16th whenever it gets to you. You know, you just... Yeah, pop it in there. Get, Shut up. Get that free shipping. Get get six sixty nine points or whatever it costs over there. It's fifty, I think. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's more in Canada, but I still get I get points that I can then use as American points. I can cheat the system. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, aside from stuff like God, it's a huge this is a huge trip. Just, uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave off there. All right. Lord, it spent way too much money. That's what happens when you road trip with like weirdos from Arizona. Yeah, guys who like do do like the thrift shopping. Like they like he hunts around toy shops for thrifting on eBay. Yeah. You know, or I never quite get around to that other part where I'm supposed to flip this? Yeah, you go cruising with like Toy Hunt Macklemore and you don't have those skills. You're just left with like a room full of fur coats and he's like swimming in $5 bills. I got the best deal of the road trip. I'll take my victory. Yeah, yeah. Just be, don't go on road trips with that guy too often. Dangerous games. Back in Arizona. Yeah. Who lives in Arizona? Um, 
Well, that's an episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with some more Transformers talk. And uh, also a little bit of 3A talk. Because me and Seth have a special little bond we share there. Um, but thank you, Aaron and TJ, for joining me. Uh, stay tuned for more. We'll be back. As always, stay safe, be well, and remember, you're special. Get me, but you got some badass perpetrators, and they're here to stay.